0: Podcast on this Thursday, March 23rd, 2017 here on radio.com I am your host, Brian Sinek. Joining me in a little bit will be our co-host, Ryan Martirano. We have some technical difficulties, so he won't be joining us at the moment, but I do have a special guest with me right now. He has been a professional wrestler for about 15 years, uh, also a mixed martial arts fighter, and also this upcoming uh, WrestleMania weekend, Saturday, April 1st. He will be taking part in CZW's Best of the Best Tournament. He is Scorpio Sky. Scorpio, how are you doing? Welcome to the Royal Ramble.
1: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, uh, again, it's great to have you on, man. Thank you again for uh, taking your time out of your busy schedule to talk to uh, to me today. Uh, Let's start off by asking you how you got into the wrestling business and where it all started for you. I mean, when did you start watching the business? Uh, Who influenced you to become a professional wrestler? Who were some of your favorites growing up? So how did Scorpio Sky get into the professional wrestling business? How did it all start for you?
1: Uh, Well, I've been watching pretty much as as far back as I can remember. Uh, It had to be one of the first things I watched on television. And I would watch pretty much anything and everything. uh, WWE, uh, NWA, WCW, USWA, World Class. Um and as I got to I'd say I was always a fan of the technical guys. Mm-hmm. When I was younger I really liked the Midnight Express. I liked uh I liked Ric Flair. I liked the Hart Foundation. I was really into the tag team wrestling for some reason. And I was just drawn to that. And as I got a little older, I'd say in the eight, nine, ten range, um, I became a huge fan of Bret Hart. Mm-hmm. And then uh Shawn Michaels, uh, as I got a little bit older. And, um, I would say those were two of the guys that influenced me the most growing up.
0: Yeah, it's pretty good, man. You hear a lot of wrestlers today talk about who were some of your big influences. Definitely Bret Hart's a name that gets thrown out there and, uh, Shawn Michaels. But I like, uh, let's talk about now when you started in 2002, I read up on your bio and you started basically in a wrestling company called, uh, Pro Wrestling Guerrilla. Um, you know, and today, today right now. Uh, PWG is one of the hottest wrestling companies in the world, uh, specifically for the independent wrestling scene. The shows they put together are superb. They bring some of the best talent around the world to take part in the shows. They also contain one of the biggest wrestling tournaments in the world every single September, uh, known as the Battle of Los Angeles. You were a part of PWG when it all started back in 2002-2003, along with guys like Joey Ryan, Scott Loss, Excalibur, and you had some great matches with some of those guys, you know, with with, with Scott Loss, Joey Ryan, Human Tornado, Kevin Steen. Uh, what was it like being a part of that company? What's the atmosphere like working for the company in that building, the Resita building, which is very famous? And if, with its popularity growing year by year, would you ever consider going back? To having another match or two uh, with Pro Wrestling Guerrilla.
1: Well, you know, actually, let's go back before that, where I actually started
0: mm-hmm. was a
1: company uh, here in Southern California called Revolution Pro, It oh, right. started in uh, I think 1999,
0: mm-hmm. and that's
1: actually where Super Dragon came from, Disco Machine, Mister Excitement, all a lot of the guys that uh, would went on to start PWG, in, I think 2003. Uh, Revolution Pro is kind of like the the infancy of, of PWG uh, and a lot of the things that PWG does was actually borrowed from Revolution Pro with Revolution Pro in September would have the Revolution J tournament and they'd bring guys in and that sort of thing and Super Dragon obviously had a lot to do with that and uh, so I started there and then PWG uh, came along like I said I think about 2003 when it first started Uh, I don't know if any of us had a clue that it was going to grow to be as big as it was. And, um, you know, obviously it was, it was, a, it was a fun thing. It was by the workers for the workers. Uh, it was something to put a little bit more spotlight in, uh, Southern California. And, uh, it, it was a lot of fun. I actually, especially those first few years, uh, when it was in its infancy, um, you know, when we were in the sweat box. And we were all just kind of figuring it out ourselves, uh, you know, with Chris Bosch and Scott Lost and all the great matches of, with guys I was able to have. It was a lot of fun, but at the same time, uh, I was so new. And, uh, you know, a lot of times people will compliment my work um, with PWG, and, and I kind of shake my head. It's almost, uh, I, I accept the compliment, but at the same time, it's a little bit almost uh, frustrating to me because I was, you know, when I was having those matches against El Generico and Kevin Steen and Chris Sabin and, mm-hmm. and Frankie Kazarian, I'd only been wrestling for maybe, you know, two years, you know, I was so mm-hmm. green at the time. I was still figuring it out, especially as a singles wrestler. You know, mm-hmm. I think the aerial express, uh, the tag teams, I had a little bit more figured out. We still had a lot, uh, you know, a lot to go to grow before we hit our ceiling. But, um, I was a lot more seasoned as a tag wrestler than I was as a singles wrestler. So, uh, you know, going back to that time, it was just like I was still so green and, and trying to figure everything out and dealing with the nerves. And, uh, you know, it was obviously a, a lot of uh, pressure with AJ Styles in the main event and maybe you're mm. in the semi-main event and, and you've only got a little bit of experience. But it was a lot of fun and, and it was great. Um, it was really great times and I really do enjoy those matches. Um, As far as going back, I would love to go back. You know, it's actually something that I'd kind of been talking and tweeting about a little bit last year. Um, You know, I got away from wrestling for a couple of years. I'm sure we'll talk about that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was doing MMA, and a lot of people kind of thought I was done and I wasn't coming back. And I figured 2016 was kind of my comeback year. It was my year of saying, hey, I'm back. I'm rededicated to wrestling. Um, uh, This is where I want to be. And um, and so I think I made a pretty good comeback last year. And as far as going forward, uh, you know, hopefully there will be a place for me in PWG. I know they don't use a lot of uh, local Southern California guys because they are bringing in so much great outside talent. Mm -hmm. But if the time uh, is, you know, if the timing fit in and, and there was an open spot, I would love to take advantage of it.
0: Yeah, I would love to see you go back to PWG. Has some uh, some matches with some of the big stars right now at the company. Guys like Zack Sabre Jr., Marty Skrull, the Young Bucks. Any specific, any one of those wrestlers that you would like. La- let's say you do go back to PWG at some point. Uh, which wrestler would you like to wrestle in the receiver building?
1: Oh, man. Um, so many guys. Uh, they've used uh, Shane Strickland now. He's a friend of mine him and I could have a great match. Um, you know, I'm not sure if Leo rush has worked there. He's pretty new too, but he's real good. And I think him and I could have a good match. Zach Saber jr. And I got to know each other on a wrestle circus show. And I think him and I could tear it down. Um, there's just so many guys and I don't even know all the guys they use now because I don't really get a chance to watch it. But, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think now I'm, I'm, I haven't hit my ceiling yet. I still have a long ways to go before I hit my ceiling. But I think now I'm better than I've ever been before. Mm-hmm. So I think you know, there's, there's, I could probably have a good match with anybody on the roster.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. I'd love to see that. Uh, we're talking to independent wrestler Scorpio Sky. You can follow him on Twitter and on Instagram at Scorpio Sky. Now, I just mentioned a name before to you, a uh, guy that you have a history with in PWG, but all around the wrestling world, and that is Joey Ryan, who, in my opinion is one of the more popular wrestlers on the independents, man. He has done tremendous work there for men, uh, on the independence for many years. Uh, you recently wrestled him at a previous wrestle circus show, but you also have a history with him as a tag team partner. What's your working relationship like with Joey? And what are your thoughts on his impact on independent wrestling?
1: I love working with Joey. It's always a night off, honestly. And you hear guys say that, but I truly mean it. Anytime you have Joey Ryan in you know in your match in any way, shape, or form. Especially now, and he's got his whole Don style thing. It's just so easy. He makes it so easy and simple. And uh, not only that, he has a great mind for wrestling. Mm-hmm. I think when he's done, actually, with his in ring career, he's going to have a great. Um, he can have. He could be an agent somewhere because he's always really good at coming up with finishes or coming up with unique things and ideas that can you can do in the match. And a lot of times I'll go to him for advice on things because he's really smart and he's learned from a lot of people and he has a really unique view of things. Uh, so, uh, you know, the, uh, Joey Ryan is his impact on, on independent wrestling. If you look at guys like him and the young bucks, the, they're guys that are making it on their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they don't need a big company behind them, pushing them. They're, they're, they're independent. They're, they they're they're exactly what independent wrestling could be it's at the top of it where it's they're making a living on their own by themselves and they just go along uh, with the process and i you got to respect that and that's a goal for all of us
0: yeah absolutely man that that's yeah that's good to hear that about Joey ryan i've been a fan of his for a long time so uh Let's move on now, you mentioned it before, uh, you you were wrestling for quite a while, but then you transitioned over to uh, learn mixed martial arts, you took the time to uh, you know, really understand and, and be a part of the mixed martial arts world, it's not a very easy thing to do, especially coming from the wrestling world, I mean, how did that all come about, you know, why did you get into mixed martial arts, who influenced you to, to uh, take part in this sport, and was it a hard transition for you from the wrestling world to the uh, mixed martial arts world, how, how did it go all about?
1: You know, it was just something I always wanted to do. I don't know if you want to call it a bucket list thing, but it was something. You know, I I I love fighting. I grew up a huge fight fan with Mike Tyson. Um, you know, as I got older, I learned about Muhammad Ali, and and then obviously Floyd Mayweather, and then um, you know, in in MMA there was there's Anderson Silva and GSP mm-hmm. and and Rashad Evans. There's all the guys that I really really like to watch, and it's just something I always wanted to do. And then it goes back to 2008, 2009, I had a really bad back injury Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I had to stop wrestling for a little while and doctors basically told me that I was done with any type of athletics. Um, and then I, you know, I had, you know, a miraculous healing, you know, and I, Mm -hmm. I, my back just one day I just got better. And, but while I was, injured, I I kept thinking about, man, I never got to fight. I never got to try fighting and now I'm never going to. So when I got healthy in 2010, I obviously kept wrestling, but I started training on the side. Uh, And then, you know, I trained for about a year or so. And then I had a little bit of a fight club fight. It was very underground. It was in a gym. There was maybe, um, I don't know, 70, 75 people in the audience and uh you don't know who you're fighting until you show up and yeah okay you and that guy and um so you just make weight and show up and uh, and i won that fight and then i went back to wrestling and 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 did that for another you know two or three years and then i i just you know i got serious again and said you know what I, i had an offer from this company the u of mma which i had actually talked to them from i don't know 2011 till or 2000 2012 they had been kind of talking to me about coming in and fighting for them. And they put on a great show in LA, uh, with a big fight feel to it. And, um, it's, you know, and I, I was just really interested. So in 2014, I took time off of wrestling. I, I got back into training. I trained hard for a couple months and then I got in the cage and I had a couple fights and, um, you know, two of them went my way. And, and then the last one, uh, I lost, um, uh, split decision And, um, and then that was it. I, I kind of, after that I had, um, I think I, I was preparing for like two other fights that fell through Mm -hmm. and, um, and then I just kind of came back to wrestling
0: yeah it's pretty cool man Uh, there's a certain uh, former professional wrestler that is trying to make his way into the world of mixed martial arts and that is of course the very famous CM Punk Uh, have you had uh, any connection with CM Punk and uh, if not I mean what would what would your word of advice be for a guy like CM Punk who had so much success on the uh, excuse me on the wrestling world in WWE even on the independents now making his transition to the mixed martial arts world what would your word of advice be for him trying to take this next step in his life
1: Um, you know, yeah, I met him a couple of times, actually. Um, I met him when we were both on the indies back in, um, uh, maybe, gosh, I don't know, 2000, I don't know, maybe 2004 or 2005 or something. And then we met again backstage at WWE in 2013. and, And I was surprised that he actually had known who I was. Um, I don't know if he had remembered me from meeting on the Indies. I don't think so, but he maybe heard my name or something. I went up, I introduced myself. I said, Hey, my name's sky. And he's like, yeah, I know who you are. And um, so we shook hands. And uh, you know, that was a fight I actually wanted when I heard that he was going to fight for the UFC. I wasn't watching that particular pay-per-view when they announced it, Mm -hmm. but um, I started getting blown up with texts and tweets and people were saying, yeah, yeah, you should try to fight him. That'd be great. Mm, And I was interested (laughs) at first. I laughed about it, but then I thought, the more I thought about it, I was like, man, this, this could actually be a really great opportunity. And so um, I, I started tweeting about it, and a couple of websites did stories about it, and obviously it didn't happen. Mm. But uh, I thought it would have been fun. Um, as far as advice I could get to him, obviously it, it's a different situation in the sense of the stage that he performed on and or fought on um, was way bigger than the one I fought on. There was a couple of thousand people in the building when I fought. Uh, for the U of MMA and you know, there was you know, 15,000 when he fought in the UFC and the UFC is the biggest fight company in the world But what it comes down to is there's two guys in a cage and they're fighting mm. um, That doesn't change no matter how many people are watching and what helped me coming from pro wrestling was the fact that I'm used to performing in front of an audience. I'm used to cameras mm. and um You know, the guy he fought, Mickey Gole, adjusted really, really well. And obviously, he had that fight in the UFC before that, which helped him because he was able to get his UFC jitters out of the way in that first fight. Um, A lot of times, guys go out there and they get the jitters and they see cameras and they see all these crowds and they're they're like, okay. And they're thinking about all that. They're thinking about all their friends watching. Whereas CM Punk can use that as an advantage. He's used to cameras, he's used to, you know, audience, he's used to his friends watching. So just like you can turn it on and play to all those things, you can also turn it off and mm-hmm. ignore all those things and focus only on your opponent. Um, what he has to do, whether his next fight is going to be in the UFC or anywhere else, is he just has to focus on himself and do what he's going to do and, and really just say, you know what, go into it with, I don't care what happens. You mm-hmm. have to go into it and say, look, you, there's two ways of looking at it. you got to go in and say, look, I'm not going to lose no matter what. That's one way. You go into it, you train, you train, you train, you train, you train for your eight weeks, and every, every minute of those eight weeks, you keep telling yourself, I'm not losing, I'm not going to lose, I refuse to lose, I'm going to win. Only think about winning. The only time you think about losing is how you can lose and how to train to avoid losing in those particular situations. Now, when you get close to the fight time, it's just you have to shake it off and just say, look, I don't care what happens. I don't care if I get tapped out in ten seconds. I don't care if I get knocked out. I don't care if I get embarrassed. You just have to shake all that off and go into it loose and comfortable and ready to fight. And if he can do that, I think he's, he's got a career, man. He could do it.
0: Yeah, it's good advice, man. I like that a lot. Uh, uh, continue on the talk of mixed martial arts. Of course, there's a lot of people talking about... A potential upcoming battle between a mixed martial artist and a boxer, and we all know Floyd Mayweather versus Conor McGregor could be the biggest fight ever in the history of pay per view. Uh, your thoughts about you know seeing a guy like Conor McGregor, who's had so much success in the mixed martial arts world, taking this opportunity now and going into the boxing world and taking on one of the greatest, if not the greatest, boxer of all time, the undefeated Floyd Mayweather. Uh, the undefeated Floyd Mayweather. What are your thoughts on McGregor uh, taking this chance to go in the ring with uh, Floyd Mayweather?
1: Um, I, 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 my opinion splits on this because I understand business and this is a business fight. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, regardless of what happens, obviously, you know, if Conor McGregor wins, he's pulled off the biggest upset in the history of sports probably. Um, but you know, if Floyd Mayweather wins, this is just from a competitive standpoint if Floyd Mayweather wins he doesn't get any credit for it and a lot of people hate Mayweather I, I'm a fan of Mayweather. I like his style I think if you go and you train and you box and you learn some techniques and You look at somebody like Floyd Mayweather and it's almost impossible to hate on him because he's so skilled in what he does um, and and but he's not going to get credit for beating Conor McGregor you know, because it's like, oh, he's a, you know, it's a boxer. No, mm. flipping over the business side, he's going to get a lot of money. Yes, and it's going to be very mainstream, and he's going to be very, very famous. But he has a lot more to lose than he has to gain in this fight. Because well, let's be honest, I mean, a fight's a fight, man. Just because Conor McGregor hasn't ever boxed before, he is a striker predominantly in in MMA, and he's he's big and he's long and and he's he's you know he's going to have uh, some certain things working for him that uh, you know other guys in the welterweight division that Mayweather has fought don't have going for him like i said he's big and he's long and he's he's he fights a little different i've seen him sparring and he's not that impressive but you know he, that can all change you know mm-hmm. nobody's going to look great in the very beginning um so Personally, I would rather see Conor McGregor go back to the UFC and defend one of the two titles that he has mm-hmm. um, uh, And fight some of those guys I'd like to see a rematch Aldo and some of these guys that you know I think deserve the fight and and, and guys like Floyd Mayweather could fight You know Keith Thurman or uh, he could fight a Canelo rematch or 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 something like that but ultimately I mean that is the fight that Everyone's gonna want and it's probably going to happen because there's too much money on the table so only thing we could do is, is is watch the circus and enjoy it because <laughs> this is going to be pro wrestling at its finest.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely man. Couldn't agree more. Uh, one thing before I let you go, uh, Scorpio, um, you are taking part in a big event uh, upcoming WrestleMania weekend, Saturday, April first. Uh, CZW is holding their Best of the Best tournament, and you are taking part of uh, taking part in it. So, what in your opinion what is it like for you to? To be a part of a big WrestleMania weekend event and uh, taking part in this tournament. And I also want to ask you this question because about a month ago, we had a guest on our show, uh, Dave Christ of the OI4K, who's also taking part in this tournament. And he basically came out and said that he's winning this entire tournament. What is your response to that, but also your thoughts on taking part in the best of the best tournament for CZW?
1: Well, I think everybody's entitled to their opinion and and, and he should think he's going to win it. But, uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of guys in this tournament that all also, you know, would have something to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> as far as being in the Best of the Best tournament, um, it, it's, it should be fun. You know, I've, I've heard about Best of the Best over the years. Uh, there's been talk of putting me in the Best of the Best for the last, you know, off and on for like the last 10 years. So uh, you know, there's been always been chatter about it, but now it's finally happening, and it's exciting for me. And and the fact that it's WrestleMania weekend, it's Orlando, Florida. It's going to be big. Uh, there's going to be a lot of eyes, and uh, I'm looking forward to going out and having a, a great, great performance. Not just there, but there's another company that I'm working for out there called FEW, and they have a show Friday night, the night before, and I can't—I right. I don't think I'm allowed to 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 say who what my match is that night but i've got a really 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 exciting match taking oh, okay. place that friday night uh and and i and, and so just you guys are gonna have to pay attention to my twitter and my instagram and and all my social media because once i do get the green light i'm gonna announce it but it is really exciting and i think it's gonna be fun
0: uh wrestling legend uh, uh one big independent wrestling star today can you give me a little bit of a teaser or not nah?
1: <laughs> it, it's uh, I'll say it's something of a dream match.
0: Okay, all right. So a dream, a dream opponent of yours.
1: Um, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it, it's it's going to be real fun, and uh, it's kind of one of those. I'm not going to. I don't want to tell you too much, but it's kind of one of those things that where you probably wouldn't expect to see it, but then once it's announced, you're like oh, okay, that makes sense. That should be fun. You know, so it's one of those things. So, oh, awesome,
0: man. Uh, uh, I don't want to say anymore. more. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I, I'm not going to press you. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, uh, again, before we let you go, uh, you talked about CCW. Any other bookings you have upcoming for the fans that are listening to the show right now? Can you tell the fans what else you have in store after WrestleMania weekend?
1: Uh, man, just keep paying attention to um, all, my, all of this stuff. I'm, I'm wrestling all over the place. Um, wrestle circus obviously uh april 30th i think wrestle circus is the best new wrestling company in the world right now if you're not paying attention to wrestle circus get to austin texas watch a show or watch it on ipay-per-view every single month they're bringing in the best talent in the world um and the shows are just tremendous and they're fun and, and there's no way that uh I can uh, say enough good things about it. Other than that, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, I'm working for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can check all those episodes out on the Fight Network or the Fight app, excuse me, um, or, you know, it's all over the place. I think it's, it's debuting in Detroit. Um, you know, it's, it's in a lot of networks. You can check out hollywoodwrestling.com for that. Most importantly, pay attention to ScorpioSky.com. Mm-hmm. My Twitter, at ScorpioSky. My Instagram, at ScorpioSky and my Facebook, at, or uh, it's uh, ScorpioSky.com, D-O-T-C-O-M. Pay attention. You'll follow me, catch me in one of your states, hopefully.
0: Yeah, there you have it, man. Again, guys, follow his journey throughout the land of pro wrestling on Twitter and Instagram, like you said, at ScorpioSky. And if he's wrestling at a show near you, get tickets to see him in action. He's a great performer. So, Scorpio, thank you again for coming on, taking your time to talk to, uh, to, talk to me. Uh, best luck to you down the road, all right, man?
1: Thanks for having me. Take care.
0: All right, take care, man. All right, so that was uh, Scorpio Sky. Uh, Again, you can uh, follow him on Twitter and Instagram, at Scorpio Sky. Great interview, man. Um, Again, he's taking part in CZW's Best of the Best Tournament. Um, WrestleMania weekend, unfortunately. uh, I cannot attend to the show. I know I got a couple of buddies going to the show. Uh, Some of my friends I follow on Instagram who follow, of course, this wrestling show. Uh, That will be in attendance for Best of the Best. It's a great tournament that CZW holds every year. He will be taking part of it. Of course, like you said before, too, he's having some big matches going on in Wrestle Circus as well. He just recently came off a match with Joey Ryan. So there you have it, Scorpio Sky Again, follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Scorpio Sky. And uh, yes, great interview. Uh, thank you, Scorpio, for coming on with us. Uh, now we got our co-host back with us. Uh, technical difficulties preventing him from taking part in the interview with Scorpio. Ryan is here. Ryan, how you doing, buddy?
2: Hey, Brian. I'm doing pretty good, man. Uh, looking forward to hearing the interview later on.
0: Yeah, good interview. Uh, fortunately, you couldn't be on. have you on right now, and we have a lot of wrestling to talk about. This is the... Wrestlemania preview show for us because next Thursday when we of course usually hold our shows every week myself and Ryan are going to be in Orlando by then a a lot of stuff going on Wrestlemania weekend Thursday night you have Evolve 80 and Joey Janela's Spring spring Break both are going to be great shows Friday you got Progress Wrestling as well as Revolution Pro Wrestling. And Scorpio Sky just talked about uh, an upcoming event as well that he's going to be taking part of Friday night where he has a dream opponent. If you want to find out who that dream opponent is, follow him on Twitter and Instagram. Saturday, WrestleCon has their Big Pancakes and Driver show, as well as uh, Beyond Wrestling taking place tonight. And, of course, the big one, NXT TakeOver, uh, Orlando, CCW, and then Sunday, of course, the big daddy of them all, WrestleMania. So... In the second hour of the show, people, we're going to go through all those shows one by one. We're not going to predict the cards because we don't know – for some of the shows, we don't know what the cards are. But we're going to preview every single show and we're going to give our big predictions for some of the big shows going on. You know, We're going to preview and predict uh, Evolve 80. We're going to preview and predict uh, Revolution Pro Wrestling. We're going to preview and predict Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor, as well as we're going to give our best of the best tournament winner because two of our former guests – Dave, Chris, and just right now, Scorpio Sky are both in the tournament. We're also going to, of course, preview and predict the big shows, TakeOver Orlando and WrestleMania. So let's talk about some other news right now. We got some stuff to recap from the past week. uh, But before we get into the recap, again, you guys, you can follow us on Twitter at RoyalRambleIYR. For me personally, it's at B underscore Senec95 and at Ryan underscore Martirano. Uh, you can like us on Facebook, facebook.com/ slash royal Ramble Wrestling as well as on Instagram at Royal Ramble Wrestling. Uh, also, uh, again you guys if you can't, uh, can't listen to us live, you can subscribe to our show on iTunes and on Stitcher. So um, we'll start off though with some very sad news that uh, was announced uh, last night. Uh, if you guys have been following Jim Ross's uh, Twitter page, uh uh, his wife jan got into a very bad uh accident and she suffered a fractured skull she was uh in critical critical condition in the hospital for most of the day yesterday and then the news broke out that she was on life support and when you reach that point when you're on life support it's not really good news that you're going to make it alive and then late last night uh jim ross announced on his twitter page that his uh wife passed away uh very sad news especially for jim uh, he's been married to her for a long time. I'm not sure how many years, but it's been a long time that they've married. They got kids. It's very sad news for Jim. Uh, unexpected. You know, it wasn't like she was dealing with a sickness. This was a a freak accident um, and just very tough news to hear. So here at the Royal Ramble. Our thoughts and prayers, our condolences go out to Jim, his family, on the passing of his wife. So, rest in peace, Jim Ross. Just very unfortunate news to hear. As we inch closer to WrestleMania weekend, this is just not not the news you want to hear if you're a wrestling fan.
2: Yeah, no, it is. Uh, it's very, very sad. And, of course, everybody's been following since Monday. Everybody knows, uh, you know, what happened to her and everything. And, uh, yeah, just uh, incredibly sad to go on uh, social media last night and to see that and everybody reaching out to him. I mean, I never met him but he seems like a tremendous guy and uh, you know you got to feel for him and what he's going through right now so yeah I mean of course condolences uh, go out to everybody involved in his family and especially him because uh, nobody deserves to be going through something like that and like you said uh, around like one of the best times of the year for wrestling fans it's it's you know it, it sucks it really does i assume that he will be taking a leave he won't be uh appearing at any of his uh scheduled appearances mania weekend now uh you know again you got to understand that you know rightfully so but it just really really sucks so like you said condolences uh definitely go out to him just very very sad loss
0: yeah because like i said you know it wasn't like you know she was suffering through a sickness it just was a freak accident that just came out of nowhere uh, and again, you know, WrestleMania season, this is supposed to be the happiest time of the year if you are a wrestling legend or a current wrestler, because so many s- big stuff is going on in the show. And to see uh, Jim Ross have to hear this news about his wife passing, very sad news. So again, condolences go out to Jim, his family, on the passing of his wife, Jan. Uh, some other big news going on in wrestling um, in terms of the New Japan Cup 2017, the last time we were doing the show, we were down to four guys. It was Katsuyori Shibata. Uh, evil Tomihiro Ishii and Belak Faley. and on Monday morning, I believe we crowned a new Japan Cup winner, and that man is was my pick when we made the Thursday, uh, when we talked about it on Thursday, and the guy I thought I was go- that was going to win was uh, Katsuyori Shibata, who beat Belak Falay in the finals. Uh, first and foremost, very shocking number one overall tournament. I mean, there were so many upsets in the first round. Get names like Kenny Omega, Michael Elgin, and Hiroshi Tanahashi, probably the favorites, the three favorites to win this tournament, were all knocked out of the first round. We gave her a point on that Thursday that part of it is not that smart because you want to showcase these guys. They're the biggest stars of your company. You want to be in, in the finals. But it was also a good idea, if you're Gato, to showcase more younger, newer talents that are going to be part of this company's future. And they did that with young guys like Evil, who made it to the Final Four. Guys like Sonata, who reached the second round. Juice Robinson, who reached the second round. Uh, Belloc Falle who reached the finals the take on Shibata. That was a good way to showcase newer talent. And in the very end, I think that they picked the right guy to win uh, this tournament. Uh, if there's anybody... When you think of the New Japan roster, if there's anybody that deserves the opportunity to go after the World Championship and take on Okada, it's without question uh, uh, Katsuyori Shibata. Uh, Since I've been watching New Japan Pro Wrestling, which has gone on for about two years, I think ever since AJ Styles started, I've been watching New Japan Pro Wrestling. I can't really recall if I've ever seen a Shibata match where he's going after the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. I've been mostly watching him wrestle uh, from mid-car belts, whether it's the uh, Never Openweight Championship, the Intercontinental Championship, or even a championship outside of the company like the British Championship from Revolution Pro Wrestling, I really can't recall seeing him challenge for the heavyweight championship. So, like I said before, if there's anybody that deserves this opportunity, it's Shibata. It's a long time coming for this guy because he's been part of this company for a long time. He's without question one of the best performers on the show week, uh, on, on in the company. Whatever show they got, this guy is one of the biggest stars every single night. He puts on tremendous performances in the ring. And, uh, and, and going back to the rule for the New Japan Cup that whoever wins the tournament can pick any belt he wants to go after. To me, that's a stupid rule because if you're the winner of this tournament – and you're facing some of the best performers in the entire world and in this company, you win this tournament, why wouldn't you want to go for the top prize in the company in the IWGP Heavyweight Championship? You know how stupid it would look for Shibata to win the tournament and then announce that, no, I want to go after the Never Openweight Championship and face either Hiroki Goto or Zack Sieber Jr.? That, that would be a stupid thing to do. If you win this tournament, there's only one goal that you want to achieve. You win the tournament... And you challenge for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. So I never really understood that rule that whichever guy wins the tournament can pick what belt he wants to go after. I don't think that makes sense because if you're the winner, why wouldn't you want to go for the top prize in the company? Even though, yes, the Intercontinental title has gained a lot of steam. The Never Openweight Championship is a pretty good belt to carry. But they're not the top prize. The top prize is the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. So I really never understood that role. And thank God for us fans that Shibata picked the right opponent. Because if he would have picked Hiroki Goto, I, I, I would have been like, really? Now, if he would have picked Naito, that would have been pretty cool to see him versus Naito. But still, I would be sitting there saying that, yeah, him versus Naito would be very good. But if you're Shibata, why in the hell are you not going for Okada's belt? That's the top prize. Not Naito's belt, Okada's belt. So thank God he picked the heavyweight championship. And I cannot wait for that match on the Genesis pay-per-view that they're holding, I think, in early April. Okada versus uh, Shibata for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. That's going to be an awesome match. Will Shibata win that match? He has a great chance of doing it. I'm not going to give our my pick yet when that show comes sooner, which will be a couple of weeks. Me and Ryan will give our picks for that show and that match itself. But overall, though, a big congratulations to Shibata winning this tournament. Did not see that coming. But like I said before, when it was down to the final four between him, Fale, Evil, and Ishii, I said that there's nobody that deserves this opportunity more than Shibata. This guy's worked hard for it. He's been a great performer for New Japan Pro Wrestling. He's never gotten this opportunity before, he's got it now. Let's see if he can win this championship. I definitely believe he'll have a great match with Okada. Him winning the title is up in the air. But anyways, he won the tournament. Congratulations. And now, let's see what happens when he faces Okada in a couple of weeks.
2: Yeah, you're right. I mean, it is pretty stupid because, again, like you said, it's basically a free ride to the, the top prize in the company. So, for him to go to for any other belt, it's kind of stupid. It makes no sense. But... I'm glad Shibata won. Uh, he was the right choice. I picked Tomohiro Ishii, but you know Shibata was the definitely the next best choice next to uh, Ishi. Uh, probably the better choice, obviously. Uh, you know, never really seen Shibata face Okada. I'm sure they have before, but for me being a new fan of New Japan uh, as of late, uh, I'd never seen that match and never seen those guys in action together. So I'm really looking forward to seeing that. I think it could be a tremendous match, uh, especially since Shibata lost the, the title to Zack Saber Jr. recently, and you know it just makes sense for him. to go for the iwgp heavyweight title uh will he win i'm not so sure i I don't really think he will uh i still think that belt's got to go to kenny omega when it comes off of okada whenever it comes off of okada but uh this sakura genesis event looks awesome it really does the card looks so good so many great matches on it of course it's headlined by this match with uh, okada and shibata uh you know it was just weird the new japan cup overall like you said i mean uh, very unpredictable everybody that we picked lost basically and didn't even lose like in the semis or in the finals they lost in like the the first round uh kenny omega included who was the pick to win it all so uh yeah, i don't really understand it uh, as much as i don't understand bad luck Fale in the finals either that was to me that's just really really stupid uh i didn't actually get to see the match yet the shibata uh Fale match in the finals i'll probably check it out tomorrow if i have some time but uh Yeah, I don't know how good of a match it was, but in the end, I'm glad it was Shibata that prevailed and not Fale. So, pretty cool moment to see, and like you said, uh, the Sakura Genesis event looks really, really good, and I can't wait to see this match.
0: Absolutely, man. It should be an awesome event. Like always, New Japan always puts together some great shows, and they're going to have themselves a hell of a main event uh, between uh, Katsuyori Shibata and Kazuchika Okada for the... um IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Uh, I'm going to give a quick recap of Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. That went down, of course, this week, our weekly recap. Uh, We'll start things off with Raw. Uh, In terms of Raw, it was, I guess, solid. Um, The ending segment between Taker and Roman was pretty good, I thought. Um, uh, Undertaker, of course, makes an appearance. Roman gets his revenge on Taker because, of course, Taker got the choke slam on Roman the last time they met. This time, Roman gets the spear Undertaker. Uh, again, I mentioned it on the Instagram page when I, get, when I give my usual ramble on these shows that in order to build this match between The Undertaker and Roman Reigns, which is going to be one of the biggest matches on your card, you need to have The Undertaker make appearances. I, I thought it was the stupidest thing that The Undertaker was not on Raw last week. Not this past week, but last week. We, not, we did not see The Undertaker on Raw. No. In order for this match to be built up, you need to have The Undertaker on the show. You know, you can't just have... This match happening at WrestleMania, and you got Roman Reigns wrestling other opponents and, you know, really not a lot of focus on The Undertaker. I mean, yeah, they had Shawn Michaels come out and axe him, axe Roman about The Undertaker, but we didn't get to see that one-on-one, you know, stare down between Roman and The Undertaker again. And, and in order for this feud to work, you need to have both these guys in the same ring talking to each other, staring at each other, getting in each other's faces. That's how you built up this match. And the same should be going for Brock and Goldberg. I mean, to me, this past Monday, not having Brock nor Goldberg on the show, I mean, I get it. You got video packages and stuff showing Goldberg's training. And you got Brock again taking another interview with Paul Heyman. But still, I mean, you got to do a better job in building up these matches, especially with Brock and Goldberg, because that's going to main event your show. You got to do your best work into making this match big time. I mean, I think they will because they always hype up these matches. And in the very end, they seem to disappoint. But that's a problem that they got to do. That's something they got to fix up if you're Raw and even SmackDown. When you're building up matches, you need to have these certain superstars on the show all the time to, to, have, this, to have these build-ups work out well. So at least Tigger was back on Raw. That was good to see. Um, in terms of Braun Strowman, I mean, I'm not sure what his involvement is with this whole storyline. He got into the match with Roman Reigns. It was a good match. He gets chokeslammed by The Undertaker I think that's it for Braun Strowman and his feud with Roman Reigns. I think Braun's going to move on to um, to the Andre of the Giant Battle Royal. Um, in terms of Triple H and the promo he cut on Seth Rollins, awesome stuff. I mean, again, Triple H is one of the, the best when it comes to on-the-microphone work, and he was awesome, basically showing that he's confident that Seth Rollins can't really go for WrestleMania. Of course, they had that little stupid doctor's segment where the doctor doesn't want to clear Seth Rollins, and now next week... Triple H is going to make Seth Rollins sign papers to the for WrestleMania, see if uh, that Seth has the guts to do it. But him talking about Seth Rollins is very, very good stuff. I like that segment a lot. Nia Jax uh, officially in the uh, title scene was no shock whatsoever. This was expected. I mean, whoever thought this was going to be a triple threat match, then you're not really following the show. Because, look, they've been showcasing Nia Jax. All right, they've done a very solid job in building up Nia Jax. All right, yes, in the beginning, she had all these squash matches. But at some point around the end of the year, we started seeing a lot more from Nia Jax. She, she got into some big feuds with Sasha Banks and Bayley. And you kept showing her on TV. You could not keep her out of the title scene. Even though, yes, it would be better off having just Sasha, Bayley, and Charlotte. It should be a better match. But there was no way you can tell Nia yeah, we pushed you, but we're not going to have you in this match. It's it's not fair to her. The way they pushed her, the way they have showcased her on Raw every single week, you had to put her in this match. And let's say she wasn't in this match. What's her role going to be at WrestleMania? What is she going to do? Have another squash match? That's not going to happen. You needed her to be a big part of the show. And the only way she could be a part of the show was that if she was going to be in this title match, she is. It's official. Fatal 4-Way. Let's move on. We're going to make our predictions, of course, for that match as every other match going on WrestleMania weekend, the second hour. Uh, a lot of stuff also that happened. Uh, the Jericho, the segment with Jericho and Owens was pretty good. Uh, Jericho basically going back in time, picking up all these photos of Kevin Owens as a kid. You know, he actually had a Jericho posters on his wall. It was pretty funny stuff as it continues to build their fear for WrestleMania. Uh, as for some negatives of the show, uh, again the tag team champions just continue to get underutilized. It, yeah, they may be the tag team champions, uh, talking about Gaus and Anderson, but they just continue to be underutilized. It's it's absurd. Uh, they deserve better booking. They should be they should be uh, looked at as champions. They're not. They look like a joke, and it's absurd um, with the way their tower run has gone. Uh, Dana Brooke's presence to me does nothing. Yeah, she turned face. She had a match with Charlotte, but I just don't. I'm not a fan of Dana Brooke. That's just me. I'm not a fan of her. Uh, You know, yes, she's got a good look in terms of her muscular frame. She is a bodybuilder, but she's not all that great in the ring. She's very annoying on the microphone. I'm just not a fan of her. That's just my personal opinion. Uh, I can't believe they actually showed the New Day on television. We've heard all the rumors that they were not going to show New Day because of this whole page scandal, which I'm not going to get into. I can care less about this page, Brad Maddox, Xavier Wood stuff. It doesn't matter to me, even though it's kind of funny, you know that what what really what happened. It's it's a little funny, but still for Paige's sake, that's private stuff that was stolen from her. She should be every right to be pissed off. But uh, overall for Monday Night Raw, there's nothing, not a lot you can say. There was some good stuff, there was some bad stuff. It was just an okay, decent show for Monday Night Raw, which has been the case for the past couple of weeks. But uh, you know as we inch closer to WrestleMania. You want to see these shows succeed, and I just didn't think that that was the case this week from Monday Night Raw. It was good, but it wasn't great.
2: No, it wasn't great, but I thought it was actually better than what we've seen, because mostly because there was no filler. I mean, for the most part, everything had to do with the storyline going into Mania, all the matches leading up to it. I mean, you didn't see no gender Mahal segments. You, you didn't see nothing stupid like that. I mean, everything had a reason, had a purpose as to why it happened. Uh, you know, the Dana Brooke-Charlotte stuff, obviously, as a result of last week. Dana Brooke, losing clean like she should have obviously but again where does that put her I have no idea what her future is at this point Jericho Owens segment was good even though I wish it was a little bit more than what we got um, out of Owens basically just you know jumping uh, Chris Jericho from behind uh, beating him down and then ripping up the list of Jericho and that was it basically we didn't even hear anything from him on the microphone a little disappointed in that I think they could have done more but again it was cool to see him with the Y2J shirt back in his childhood on the screen I think it plays into the storyline very well And and add some intrigue into this match as well. Uh, Samojo, Sami Zayn had another match. I'm starting to think that we're going to get this at WrestleMania on the pre-show at this point. I mean, both guys have nothing to do. I highly doubt they just throw him in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. I have a feeling they will have this match on the kickoff show, which is two hours long. So they're going to have a ton of matches on there anyways. I have a feeling this will be one of them. So not the last time we'll see these two guys. Um, The the uh, Goldberg-Brock stuff, like you said, I mean, it, it sucks that we can't see... Guys like Goldberg on every single week. I mean, the guy comes back for the first time in 10 years. They give him the championship. There was four Raws total after Fastlane. The least he could do is show up at every single one uh, to, to build towards his match. I mean, to be honest, I don't know what else you could possibly do to build towards this since we've seen this match before. But again, him not being there kind of hurts it a little bit. It kind of puts the universal title in the back seat, and that should be the main title. Uh, so, again, it definitely hurts it. To me, I just hate the fact that these part-timers can't show up when when the time is right. I mean, you know, I'm not talking about like just some random Monday Night Raw out of nowhere. Uh, again, this is WrestleMania season. There's, t- there's two more Raws. Well, now there's one more, but there was two until WrestleMania. He could at least show up to both of them. To me, it just hurts it immensely. We didn't see Brock on Raw, but he was actually in the dark segment when it went off the air because I was there in Brooklyn uh, this past Monday. He actually appeared when it went off the air. Uh, F5 Big Show, no nothing really to talk about there, but he was advertised but did not make an appearance on actual television. Uh, the main event stuff with The Undertaker and Roman Reigns, that was great. Undertaker wasn't scheduled, wasn't advertised, still appeared anyway. He's another one that, again, has to appear every single week, but you know what, I'll take it easy on him since he appeared well, obviously he's appearing next week. He appeared this past week, and he appeared at the one after Fastlane. Uh, not he just he just missed one of them. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt in this one. I think the build t- towards him and Roman Reigns is doing pretty good because he's been appearing. But as for Goldberg, it's just again it's. It's stupid, like I said. I mean, the least he could do is show up when he's supposed to. He doesn't. Uh, I also thought the Triple H stuff was great with Michael Cole inside the ring. Looks like we are getting him and Seth Rollins in some sort of non-sanctioned fight or whatever, or a match, whatever it's going to be. Glad we're getting that. So that was also a good segment. So like I said, overall, it wasn't a great Raw by any means, but everything that happened, I felt like, you know, it incorporated into the storylines pretty well, and that's something we have not seen uh, from Raw in a long time.
0: Now, as for SmackDown, I thought SmackDown had a very, very good Show a lot went down on the show. We'll start things off, of course, with the big thing that happened, and that was the AJ Shane McMahon stuff. Uh, uh Basically, again, AJ Styles kicks off the show saying that he's going to do even worse to Shane McMahon than what he did last week when he beat him up in the parking lot. That he was going to go back in the parking lot and do worse to Shane McMahon. Shane did not arrive in the parking lot. He was actually in the building. I guess he found out, uh, found another way to get in the building. In the middle of the ring, calls out AJ Styles to talk man to man. AJ gets in the ring full up brawl happens, and, you know, it was a good brawl. You know, of course, went up to the outside. Shane puts AJ on the announce table, does his trademark elbow drop. That's great and all. And it's official now, AJ versus Shane for WrestleMania. But I talked about this on the last show, and I'm going to say it again. You know, I'm still not a fan of this match. I still think AJ Styles deserves a much better opponent for WrestleMania. He deserves it. The guy had a hell of a first year is probably your best star all year, one of the greatest first years in the history of your company. And to see that his WrestleMania opponent is Shane McMahon, to me, is absurd. But I will settle for the match. I will accept the match if it's a hardcore match. If this is going to be a normal singles match, it's not going to look good. You Just watch the brawl. Shane McMahon cannot throw a punch to save his life. Just look at the punches he threw to AJ Styles. It was a joke. And it's not like he's new to this. You know, Shane McMahon has done these similar punches every single time he's in the ring, all right? When we look back at Shane McMahon's greatest matches, all right? Cuz people say all oh, Shane McMahon's an underrated wrestler. Yeah, he's underrated because every single match this man is in is a hardcore environment. That's when we see the best of Shane McMahon, not as a normal singles wrestler. No. It's when a Hardcore stipulation is added. I mean, just look at the list of matches he's had with guys like Kane, with guys like Kurt Angle, with guys like The Undertaker, with guys like Stone Cold Steve Austin, all those guys back in the 90s, early 2000s, and even through the Ruthless Aggression era. All those great matches were hardcore matches that's why this match has got to be a hardcore match in order for this match to be very very good which has the potential to be good the story has been very solid I will give him that I don't agree with it but the story has been very very good in order to have a huge payoff with the story the match has to be great in, in order for the match to be great you have to have the right match it can't be a normal singles match again If it's a normal singles match, yes, AJ could carry the match. That's how great AJ Styles is. But you still need two guys to make one great match. It can't be all about one superstar carrying the other. The other guy has to do some stuff too. And in a normal singles match, I don't see Shane McMahon succeeding. I just don't, with AJ Styles especially. AJ is one of a kind. He will not last with AJ Styles. Hell, a lot of veteran wrestlers that have tons of experience in the ring... They can't hang with AJ Styles. That's how good he is. A non-wrestler, forget about it. I don't see him. Sh- I don't see him sticking with AJ Styles. In order for this match to be great, Ryan, it has to be a hardcore match. I don't care if it's a street fight. I don't care if it's a no holds bar match. I don't care if it's anything else. Extreme rules. Who cares? There has to be some sort of notice qualification slash, you know, hardcore stipulation added. If it's not, then this match is not going to succeed. But that was a very good segment. I, I liked it. It was good stuff. Sheen getting revenge was a smart move. I, I, it never gets old when he puts someone through a table with his trademark elbow drop. That's great and all. And this match has great potential to be the best match on the card. But in order for it to be that, it has to be a hardcore match. If it's a normal singles match, it is not going to succeed plain and simple.
2: Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with you. Um, I'm surprised they didn't put a stipulation on it already, and it's kind of scares me because I don't think that, you know, again, we have one more week, uh, there'll they'll be one more SmackDown next week, and I think they're actually taping it before Raw next week because that's what usually what they do uh, during Mania week. They, they, you know, they, they all head to Orlando on that Tuesday, so they usually tape SmackDown before Raw on the go-home to Mania all the time. So if that's the case, it, hopefully it happens there. Uh, I'll definitely be looking out for some spoilers, but... I'm surprised I haven't added one. Like I said, I mean, uh, I'm really, really shocked it's just a one-on-one. Like you said, I'm kind of scared at what this match is going to be if it's one-on-one. Uh, like you said, Shane can't throw a punch to save his life. It's actually brutal to watch him throw a punch. And again, you would think that somebody backstage would tell him that he has to work on it and make it look more more realistic, but he doesn't. Why? Just because he's, he's Vince's son, so Vince won't say anything to him? It, it, it's ridiculous. I mean... Give me a break. He is so... Oh, it just it looks awful. It absolutely looks awful. It looks like a joke every single time. The fast punches have to stop. He has to take notes from AJ, the guy he's working with. He throws a punch way better. Uh, to me, it just it's so unrealistic. It's absolutely brutal. Uh, but like you said, good segment, good stuff. I mean, Shane's classic, you know, big spot, uh, big moment, jumping from the top rope onto the table. But again, you know what? I have a problem with this, too. I, I know this is what he does, and his the big thing is, oh, he could jump real that far you know, and get AJ with the elbow, but let's face it, he missed. He missed by a mile, and mm-hmm. the replays you know, covered it up. You could tell easily that they covered up on the replays, the different angles that they showed. He did not actually get him with the elbow. To me, this just makes no sense. Why doesn't AJ just move over a little bit just so it, he could connect? I mean, to, to me, it just does nothing, but you know what I did take out of that? Now that that spot happened on smackdown i think they have to top that at wrestlemania and i think that there is definitely got to be something planned because usually that's what shane does he has a big highlight spot in his matches uh, so it's memorable and i think they definitely have to have something big uh a big spot planned again if it's not a hardcore match it's hard to believe that they do have something planned But again, I just feel like since that happened on SmackDown, if it happens again at WrestleMania, it's like, what's the point? We already saw it all happen on live TV. So Mm -hmm. why is it a big deal if it's happening here? You know what I'm saying? So I do feel like they have to top that in some way, which excites me a little bit. But again, like you said, it's got to be some sort of stipulation match. If it's
0: not, it'll be very disappointing. And then two other things I want to talk about on the show, SmackDown, before we get into NXT. Uh, First and foremost, we have new tag team champions as the Usos knocked off American Alpha. I'm not surprised that this happened, Ryan. I, th- I saw it coming, and personally, I agree with the decision. No disrespect to American Alpha. They are one of my favorite tag teams. They have a tremendous future ahead of them. But their title run was just not good. And it's not their fault. I'm not sitting here and going to bash Gable and Jordan that they are terrible tag team champions. They're not. It was the bookings' fault. It was the Ryan staff's fault. They just didn't do enough in building up American Alpha as credible tag team champions. They just didn't do it the right way. They were not shown a lot on television. Hell, at one point, they were off TV for two weeks. That's not good. When your tag team champions are not on your show two weeks in a row, that is not a good look. You need to showcase your tag team champions a lot more, especially if you want these two guys to build some sort of connection with the fans, which they can. They did it with NXT. They can do it on the main roster, you got to showcase them more, and it just was not working out. And then on the other side, you have the Usos, who ever since the heel turn, when they became this badass duo, guys that just didn't give a crap anymore, what anybody thought, they're going to go out there and take care of business, they've been on such a roll where if you're Shane McMahon, whoever's running SmackDown, you couldn't deny them of becoming Tating Champions. You just couldn't do it. Like, you would think when that happened, I'll be pissed off because, oh, my God, the Usos are taking champions again. I don't want to see it anymore. Alpha deserved a longer run. No, I'm not of that mind right now because when I look at it, the Usos do deserve it because they put so much work in into this heel run. They have been very, very good. Their microphone work has gotten a lot better. Their attitude, their antics in the ring have been a lot better. And people are digging them. You know, I see a lot of people chanting these two guys now because they're liking this new attitude. And again, it just was not working out with American Alpha, so I had no problem whatsoever of the title change. Here's my problem, though. Why could this not happen at WrestleMania? Why did you waste this moment two weeks before the biggest show of the year? Doesn't make sense to me, Ryan. You're gonna have a title change two weeks before WrestleMania. Why couldn't you just save this moment, save this match at WrestleMania? Because that's where moments happen. You know, that's where some of the biggest moments in this company's history happen. Now, I'm not saying that the Usos becoming ten champions is going to go down as one of the greatest moments in history. But still, title changes like this should happen at the biggest show of the year. Why in God's name are you having this match, number one, on a SmackDown show when this should have been saved for Mania... And number two, to make matters worse, you have the title change happen on SmackDown and not WrestleMania. Doesn't make sense to me. Didn't understand it. I agree with the decision to put the belts on the Usos. But like I said a number of times, this was a moment that should have been saved for WrestleMania not two weeks before on a SmackDown show. The other thing I want to talk about is the whole Miz Marie stuff with Cena and Nikki Bella. Again, I'm not in favor of this match. I'm I'm really not in favor of this match, but I gotta get credit, man. What Miz and Maurice did, mimicking, impersonating John Cena and Nikki Bella respectively with their with their total Bella stuff, was gold. It was fantastic. I could not stop laughing. It was hysterical. Some may not think it's funny, but it was tremendous miz and miz and maurice both nailed it with their parts you know maurice with her oh my god he's going to propose to me you know saying all this other stuff about uh mimicking nikki bella you know miz doing johnson's voice like he's a robot and doing some stupid stuff It it was hysterical and that just shows you how good the miz is i'm not saying that this was his idea but the way he portrayed the gimmick was perfect he was so freaking good and the more I watch The Miz, the more I'm a fan of this guy. You know, when he started out, you know, I really wasn't the biggest fan of this guy. And when he was world champion on his first run, I really wasn't the biggest fan of this guy. But this past year alone has been the year of The Miz. I mean, my God, this guy has killed it. Every single time he's out there, he's killing it. Something new happens. He's killing it. The guy just gets better and better. And I thought him and Maurice. Nailed this segment. Mimicking Cena and Nikki Bella was outstanding. So, overall it's SmackDown, very good show. The Bray Wyatt Orange stuff was very good. The women's segment was okay, I guess, but the Usos winning the tag team Belts was big. But that moment should have been safe for WrestleMania. Of course, AJ Shane McMahon has some good stuff on the show. And Ms. Maurice, awesome, awesome stuff, man. Again, I'm not in favor of this match, but I gotta give credit to Ms. Maurice. They did one heck of a job in making this feud. A lot more personal. Uh, i not sure where uh, Ryan is at the moment. Uh, uh, we lost Ryan. Sorry. Uh, bad connection again for Ryan. But uh, yeah. So that's that's the thoughts on right now on SmackDown. I'm just waiting for Ryan to get back. on um, Some bad technical difficulties today, people. Sorry. Just the Skype connection has not really worked out well today. Hopefully we can fix that up uh, by our next show, which will take place in a couple of weeks. But uh just wait for Ryan to get on to, to take his SmackDown point. Uh, Before he gets on, let me get into my little NXT rant. I didn't get the chance to watch the show last night. I read the spoilers. I read some of the descriptions for some, from, from some people that watched the show and basically critiquing how the show was. Uh, i it's about to get Ryan back right now. Uh, Ryan, are you there, buddy?
2: Yes. Yes,
0: I'm All sorry. Right. Keep yeah. getting disconnected. Yes, yeah, sorry. Uh, so uh, before I get into my NXT talk, uh, you're th- –
2: Yeah, I mean uh, the Usos' title change to me, like you said, made no sense. I think it definitely should have came at at Mania, uh, unless they have something else planned. I mean, I, I read today that you know the Hardys were offered new contracts, and you know what? Again, there's not a poss- there's you know they're not ruling out the possibility of them appearing at Mania. So unless they have something planned, uh, you know, with them and the tag team titles, it makes sense to have. You know, the heels, the Usos have the tag team belts. Uh, you know, again, I don't know what the plans are, but that to me is was my original thought right off the bat as to why the title change took hands, uh, made hands there, and, and didn't happen there at Mania. So I don't know. Again, uh, like you said, no problems with it. It wasn't working with Alpha right now. They can chase again, maybe win it down the line. Right now the Usos needed it, but uh, to me, yeah, it definitely should have be saved for a bigger moment unless they have something else planned. Again, who knows? We'll just have to wait until after Mania to really judge it, I guess. Uh, as for the Miz stuff and uh, Maurice, the parody stuff, the jokes, uh, I mean, it was just, like you said, it was hilarious. I, I could not stop laughing. Uh, it, you know, again, this is what this feud needed. It needed something like this, and it's its different. It's something that we have not seen before. Uh, it, it's just, it's its great. And to me, the fact that they keep teasing this marriage thing just makes me think that something's coming. Uh, I mean, that they cannot... Mm-hmm say, two sentences without having a ring involved or marriage involved. They're teasing something here, and uh, I don't know what that means for after the match. I don't know what that means about a proposal or whatever, Uh, but something's coming. You you could tell. They would not be talking about this constantly if, you know, again, it didn't mean anything if we weren't getting a payoff somewhere down the line. So, again, I thought it was great as well, Uh, and as for the title change, I agree with you. It should have happened at at a better place, but nonetheless, it was the right move to make.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and again, uh, The Usos with the Titans, so yeah, big show for SmackDown, new Team champions, more build-up to WrestleMania, so we'll see what happens next week for both Raw and SmackDown. In terms of NXT, like, like I mentioned before, I did not get the chance to watch the show last night, all I did was read the spoilers, I also read some guys, uh, some insiders, some wrestling experts that critiqued the show, And from what I read, it looked like it was a pretty good show from what I read. Um, We saw a big six-man tag team match main event between Sanity and the trio of Roderick Strong, Eric Young, and uh, No Way Jose. Uh, And we saw also the debut of Ruby Riot, who, of course, was Heidi Lovelace uh, on The Independence. Uh, Awesome to see her. If you have not seen Heidi Lovelace, check her out on The Independence. She's a very, very good talent. Uh, newly signed to the NXT roster. She's going to be a part of the women's division in the future. That's awesome. She's very good. And um, I, I still think at TakeOver Orlando we're going to get some sort of uh, mo- um, eight-person tag team match. I know uh, I think Jose, Strong, and Dillinger won the match last night. I still think that's not going to stop them from having another match. But you're going to add the women involved. Have Ruby Riott team up with uh, Strong, Jose, and Dillinger. And, of course, Nikki Cross team up with Sanity. But that was some good stuff. Very good match. Um... Again, seeing Ruby Ryan make her appearance was pretty cool. She got a good uh, a good buzz. You know, People chanted for her. That was pretty cool to see. Uh, Lorcan versus Almas was fantastic. It was a great way to kick off the show. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you, Ryan. The more I watch Almas, the more I like this guy. I, I-, I think this heel turn has done this guy absolutely wonders. Because right? in the very beginning, he was a face. It was not working out. He wasn't connecting with the fans. He needed a change. And Triple H turned him heel. And he has developed a a ton of amount of charisma since the heel turn. He's more charismatic in the ring as a character. He is developing into a, a great talent overall. He always had the in-ring ability. You know, it's not like he's drastically improved in the ring. No, that wasn't his problem. The problem was his character. He didn't have one. He needed a character to find. And I'm not sure what that character is, but he's a heel, and he's killing it right now. And he had a great match with Lorcan. For Lorcan's sake... He's a great talent. He can get it done in the ring. But I mentioned it before on the Instagram page at Royal Ramble Wrestling. With, with this guy not having a character or a direction, he's not going to succeed. He can have great matches every single week. If he has no character or direction, he's not going to succeed. That's just the reality in WWE. It's not like it's Ring of Honor. It's not like it's PWG where your wrestling you know, takes you to the top. That's not the case. In WWE, yeah, you could be a great wrestler, but if you don't have the character... You're not gonna go anywhere, and that's the problem with Winnie Lorkin. He doesn't have a direction. He can wrestle. The guy can really work. He's a good in-ring worker, but on the microphone, as a character, he's got no direction, and that is what's gonna be the downfall of Lorkin's chance of making it to, as a top guy in NXT. So that happened. Uh, you know, Oscar took on this uh, jobber. She won the match easily. Got on the microphone, basically trash talking Ember Moon. That this is what she's gonna do to her. I like this different side of Asuka. She's becoming a heel. And that's perfect because Ember Moon is going to be the big baby face of your women's division uh, for the next couple of months. Uh, You need to have a very good heel to face her. And Asuka, for now two straight weeks, is starting to develop into a heelish character. She's become more arrogant now on the microphone. She's taking herself... Not too seriously, basically saying that, oh, I could be anybody, you know, you know, I'm Asuka, I'm the best, blah, blah, blah. She's becoming a little bit more arrogant, more cocky. And I like that because I, I definitely think in this feud, you need to put Ember Moon over as a big-time babyface. Uh, if that's not going to happen, I mean, that's that's bad job on your part because Ember Moon is a babyface. She's been a babyface since day one, and this is her chance now to be the biggest babyface on your women's division. <laughs> And the only way for that to happen is to turn Oscar heel. And slowly, we are seeing that week by week. So that was good stuff. In terms of A-Lister Black, another vignette went uh, took place on the show. And now he came to the rumor that he will be making his first TV appearance with NXT at TakeOver Orlando versus Andrade Almas. That was announced on Twitter, on CageSeats.com. Cage they reported it wasn't announced on television, but that's going to be the match for a Black. Great. I mean, awesome. I'm going to be in attendance for TakeOver Orlando. So are you, Ryan. We're going to see Alistair Black make his first appearance. That's awesome. Again, guys, if you've not seen Tommy and wrestle, check him out. He's a tremendous talent. And I think him versus Almas is going to be an awesome way to kick off the show. If it does kick off the show, who knows if it's going to be the case. But he's making his debut. That's awesome. My question, though, is what's Cassius Ono going to do? What's his plans going to be for TakeOver Orlando? Because right now, he has no opponent. And that's a shame because you brought this guy back. He's a former NXT wrestler back in the early days. You have him wrestle for the NXT Championship, and now, what, two weeks later, he's not going to be on the TakeOver card? They got to figure this out. I'm not sure who he'll face and what's the best opponent for him, but it's some way, they got to showcase Ono on the card. If they don't do that, that's a big mistake on their part, but overall... Good show for NXT. We're inching closer to TakeOver Orlando, which should be a great event, and we'll see what happens next week on the final go-home show for TakeOver Orlando.
2: Yeah, I agree. Very, very good show. Like you said, Almas and Lorkin have a very, very good match. Um... I'm digging Amos as well. I mean, I always digged him in terms of, uh, you know, wrestling ability. I always thought he was great. But, again, he needed to find himself. He needed to turn heel, and that's exactly what he did. And ever since, like you said, he's been on a roll. And I'm really, really digging the character. So, hey, good for him. He found something, and it's working. So, uh, you know, again, can't really say the same about Only Larkin. That guy needs a character, and he needs a direction. Uh, or else I just don't see this guy succeeding. But you know what? He's a tremendous in-ring talent, so I think... You know, they can easily find something for him to do. Might have to repackage him, do something, because uh, I do think this kid has a future. But as for right now, I, just, I don't see a direction that he's going to go in. Um, the other stuff was very good as well. Ruby Riot making her arrival was very, very cool to see. I guess we're getting that match that was rumored uh, with Sanity and Riley Strong, No Way Jose, Ty Dillinger, and Ruby Riot. So that could be a pretty good addition to the Orlando card. I think we do need one more match added to the card, and I don't really see them building anything in one week. So, uh, this would make sense if that's the case. So, I don't think it was officially announced yet, but I think that's the road they're going down. So, that should be uh, pretty solid right there as well. Like you mentioned, Asuka's new cocky, arrogant side that she has to her now. I like it a lot. It adds some, you know, different, uh, you know, intrigue that we haven't seen in a while, uh, especially from Asuka, you know, going up against Ember Moon, like you said, who has to be the baby face here. I think this is going to be a- an incredible matchup. I cannot wait for this one. Uh, you know, we'll see, you know, if we see a new champion or if Oscar retains, but man, Definitely looking forward to this one. This is the challenge that Asuka's been needing ever since Bailey left, and it's been quite a while since she actually had a, uh, a decent challenger, so it should be uh, cool to see. And then, of course, a Black. I am so pumped to see this guy's debut. Uh, he, he wrestled metal back at the UK tourney. Very, very good, uh, you know, first uh, impression for him. Of course, if you have never seen Tommy end, man, he is just absolutely incredible. I cannot wait to see his debut live. Like you said, we'll be in Orlando for the TakeOver event. It should be awesome. And against a guy like Almas, man, that match could steal the show uh, easily. And like you said, if it kicks off the show, uh, good luck to every single match that follows that because that is going to be tough to beat. So uh, yeah, I mean, I cannot wait. Very, very good show. And like you said, we got one more week. We'll see what they add. But right now, I'm really digging this Takeover
0: card. Yeah, it should be a good one, man. So that's our weekly recap. Of course, Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. Uh, right now let's get into uh, WrestleMania weekend again we're not doing a show next Thursday because me and Ryan are going to be in Orlando by then I'm leaving for Orlando actually tomorrow because I'm gonna do some other stuff before WrestleMania weekend do some stuff with Disney SeaWorld blah 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 that's just personal stuff so but um, yeah WrestleMania weekend busy busy weekend the bi- the busiest biggest weekend in wrestling yearly. So many big events going down that weekend, and here is the list of shows that I'm going to. I'm not sure if Ryan's going to all the same shows I'm going to, but this is what I'm doing. I'm basically doing right now – it's right now seven shows, maybe more. Thursday night, Evolve 80, immediately after Evolve 80, Joey Janela's Spring Break show. Both are going to be awesome shows. We're going to talk about the cards uh, for both those shows in in, in a minute. On Friday, you got Progress Wrestling – and Revolution Pro Wrestling, I will be at both those shows. So will Ryan. That's two awesome shows, tremendous cards. The stack of talent going to both shows is incredible. There's some other stuff going on in that that night as well. Uh, Saturday, you have a lot of stuff as well going on. In the afternoon, WrestleCon's Pancakes and Pile Driver show, I will be there. Ryan will not be. Again, another stack card. So many big names will be at the show. And, of course, you get free pancakes from IHOP. That's freaking awesome. Um, you also have that night, um, you got CCW's Best of the Best Tournament. We're going to make our winner prediction. We're not going to go through each bracket. We're just going to pick our winner. Uh, of course, two of our guests, Dave Christ and Scorpio Sky, will be in that tournament. So we wish the best of luck to them, uh, as well as everybody else. We also got Beyond Wrestling Midnight, and of course, Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor, and NXT TakeOver Orlando. And then on Sunday. Matt and Jeff's Broken Tailgate Party, that's of course the big show going on before WrestleMania, and then of course WrestleMania 33, the capital of the weekend. So we'll start things off with Evolve 80. I got the car right here, some pretty good matches for Evolve, also Evolve 81 as well taking place that weekend, uh, as well as some other big shows, Shimmer, Shine, uh, Evolve vs. Progress. I'm not going to get into every single show, but we'll get into some of the bigger shows. We'll start things off, though. Uh, Ethan Page versus uh, Austin Theory. Special attraction match. Looking forward to this match right here, but give me uh, Ethan Page. I know him a little bit more than Austin Theory. Uh, very solid talent, Is Ethan Page has a big future ahead of him. So I like Ethan Page to, p- to pick up the win.
2: Yeah, same here. Like you said, he's got a bigger future, bigger upside. Uh, he's been doing some pretty cool things lately with the gatekeepers and stuff, if you've been following Evolve. So I'm going to go with Ethan Page.
0: All right, Jaka uh, we also have, um, yeah, Cashpoint versus High Flyer match. Yeah, Jaka, a part of the Cashpoint faction versus Jason Kincaid. Again, I'm not really – we don't know a lot about Jaka. I know a little bit of Jason Kincaid, seen him a little bit on the independence, So uh, I'll, I'll go with the guy I know a little bit more of. Give me Kincaid over Jaka.
2: Yeah, Kincaid's been wrestling for Evolve uh, on a couple of the cards recently. I have seen his name. Not really uh, familiar with the other guy as well, so I'll just go with Kincaid as well. Again, uh, it, it's tough to predict when you don't really know uh, yeah. both guys very well.
0: All right, special challenge match. Timothy Thatcher, the former Evolve champion, with Stokely Hathaway taking on Chris Dickinson. I'm not a fan of Timothy Thatcher at all, but I'm going to pick him to win this match. He's a former champion. I think he's going to get right back into the tile scene. Not right away, but he'll get his chance down the road. I think this will be a way for him to get some momentum back in him. Dickinson's a good talent, but Thatcher is still one of the big stars on that company, on that show. So give me Thatcher for the win.
2: Yeah, if Thatcher doesn't win this, I mean, man, he's really fallen off the ladder completely. I think he's got to win this. Like you said, he'll jump back into the picture. He'll be he'll be sticking around. Again, he was one of the longest reigning Evolve champions. You don't just throw him all the way down the ladder and, and send him to the back of the line. I think he'll still be in the mix, so I think he'll pick up the win.
0: All right, Keith Lee, trial series match number three. Lee's been having some of these trial matches on Evolve Wrestling a couple of times. This is his third match, and what an opponent he's got in Ricochet Uh, Keith Lee for the win. I mean, I love Ricochet. He's one of the biggest, best wrestlers in the world, but Keith Lee is going to have a big future in Evolve Wrestling. He's officially gone from Ring of Honor. He's going to do a lot more stuff with WWN and some other independent wrestling companies. So if he lost to Ricochet, will it hurt him? Not really because Ricochet is such a great talent, but it wouldn't be the smartest move. I think Keith Lee needs to continue to win these matches so he can put himself right in the conversation for a title match. So give me Limitless Keith Lee to knock off uh, Ricochet.
2: Yeah, I I agree with that. Ricochet's not signed to Evolve. He's just there for an attraction. I think this match is going to be epic, though. I mean, my God, this is going to be so good. Keith Lee, though, is an Evolve guy. Uh, He's been putting on some great showings against some of the best in Evolve. I'm going to go with Tim, because like I said, Ricochet's just there for the special attraction.
0: All right, next match is a grudge match, a rematch from the last Evolve show, and that is Drew Galloway versus Matthew Riddle. Uh, This is probably the match I'm looking forward to the most, even though, yes, we got two title matches taking place. I really want to see Riddle versus Galloway, two of my favorites right now, working in in the independent wrestling world. Tough one to pick here. I'm just going to go with my guy, Matt Riddle. He's starting to grow on me a lot more. The more I watch Riddle, the more I'm a fan of this guy. I love Galloway too, but Matt Riddle has a tremendous future ahead of him. Tough matchup to, to call, to pick, but give me Matt Riddle to knock off Galloway.
2: Huh, this is really, really tough. I'm going to go with Riddle, though, as well, because he's got a, a brighter future to me than Drew Galloway does. Galloway doesn't need this win. Uh, it's going to be tough to see you know how this match plays out, if it's a clean win for Riddle, if he taps him out. I'm going to see what he does here. I'm really, really curious, but I'm going to go with Matt Riddle in probably one of the toughest matches to predict.
0: All right, moving on to the Evolve Tag Team Championship match. The current champions, Tracy, Hot Sauce, Williams, and Fred Yehai, defend their belts against the team of Michael Elgin and Donovan DiJack. What a duo to put together. But just like Ricochet, Elgin and DiJack are mostly there as a special attraction. Even though Dijak is signed on to Evolve, Michael Elgin is not a full-timer there. He's just there for a special attraction, so I don't see Elgin and Dijak winning. If Elgin made more appearances with Evolve, then yes, I can see a tag team title change, but give me Williams, give me Yehai to somehow retain the tag team titles. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Again, Michael Elgin, Donovan Dijak are not signed to evolve, so it's really hard to see them walking out as champions. So I'm going to go with Tracy Williams and Freddie Yehai as well.
0: And in the final match for the uh, Evolve Championship, Zack Sabre Jr. puts the belt on the line, I believe, for the very first time. He will take on... ACH, that match was made official right after Evolve 79. Going to be an awesome match, man. I love these two guys. They're tremendous workers. Uh, both uh, both of these guys are top guys now in Evolve Wrestling, but easy pick here. Zach Sabre Jr. is going to win this match. He just won the championship. Doesn't make sense to take the bell from him right away. He's one of the best wrestlers in the world. ACH will give him a challenge, but easy pick here. Give me uh, Zack Sabre Jr. for the win.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think this match is going to be tremendous. It's really, really cool to see ACH getting involved in the title picture. I think it's a big name to put in there. Uh, again, this match is matches money written all over it. I'm really, really mad that I cannot attend this show. Uh, I wish I could, definitely for this match as well. Uh, but I think Zach Sabre Jr. is going to retain. I don't think he's going to lose on his first title defense, like you said. Uh, it's just very unlikely of happening.
0: All right, so that's Evolve 80 right after the show. I know Ryan's going to be in attendance for this show. I will as well. And that is Joey Janela's Spring Break show. So many wacky, crazy stuff is going to take place on the show. A lot of interesting characters, talent are going to be in the show. Uh, some guys that are going to be listed uh, for the Cluster F match. Basically, I don't want to uh, curse it out. But uh, John Silver, Glacier, Darby Allin, Invisible Man. We also got appearances from Earl Hebner, Doink the Clown. And some other big names are going to be in, in, uh, involved in this match. So, um... That's going down, but here's some of the matches that will be taking place that are official. Intergender tag team match, Andy Williams and the bad girl Penelope Ford will team up to take on TNA's Braxton Sutter and Allie. Should be a good match there. Uh, We also have two big guys going at each other. The Bulldozer, Matt Tremont, against the War King, Eddie Kingston. Matthew Ritter will be also in a second fight that night. He'll take on a former... UFC fighter UFC champion Dan the B7 that should be interesting and in the main event we have Janela's dream match he'll take on uh, Marty Marty Jannetty of course former member of the Rockers tag team with Shawn Michaels so that's going to be a wacky show Uh, Ryan what are your expectations for Janela's spring break
2: Oh, man, I cannot wait for this show. It looks epic. It really does. It's one of the shows I'm really looking forward to the most during Mania Weekend. I mean, it just looks like it's going to be so much fun. Again, wrestling should be fun. And this is the card that Joey Janela put together, and it looks fun, okay? Some of the stuff is not to be taken so serious. It's just supposed to be a fun show to attend. It's it's happening at midnight, which I think is very, very cool as well. Never attended a midnight wrestling show, so that just adds to the, uh, the you know the intrigue to it again, it just it looks like a mess. If you look at the card with the Cluster F match, like you said, they don't have enough money to pay Earl Hebner to ref a whole match, so he's are just going to do a, a run-in on a ref bump. Again, it's just so funny. you got Dink the Clown. I cannot wait. This is going to be epic. Really, really looking forward to it. Some good matches in there, too, as well. you got Leo Rush fighting as well. Uh, I believe Matt Riddle's fighting Dan Severn. Uh, Joey Janela, of course, Marty Jannetty. Again, there's some good matches in there, but again, it's just supposed to be fun, and I think that's Exactly what it's going to be. I cannot wait to be there live. I absolutely cannot wait. It's one of the shows I'm really looking forward to in the whole entire weekend.
0: So that's Thursday's event. Let's talk about Friday's events going on and the two shows we're going to be at, Ryan. Two outstanding looking shows in terms of the talent that are going to be there, the matches announced. We'll start off with Progress Wrestling. Uh, They didn't announce any matches yet, but they announced every single talent that's going to be there, and the card is absolutely stacked. You got, of course, the Progress Champion, Pete Dunn. You have Trent Seven, Zack Sabre Jr., the Progress Atlas Champion, Matthew Riddle, the first ever and still current WWE United Kingdom Champion, Tyler Bate, Mark Andrews, Shane Strickland, Mark Haskins, Tony Storm, Ginny, James Drake, Sammy Callahan, Rockstar Spud, Jimmy Havoc, and the South Pacific Power Trip. That is an absolutely loaded crop of talent that are gonna be there again. They have not announced the matches yet, but that is a all star roster. Ron, your thoughts on this show?
2: Oh, my God. All-star roster. I mean, unbelievable. This show is also going to be great. Very excited to be there in attendance. We're both going to be there together. Uh, Can't wait. Cannot absolutely wait. It's very, very cool to see Progress Wrestling. Of course, it's a UK-based promotion, so you don't really get to see see it happen, uh, you know, here in the States. So the only time you can really get to see it happen is WrestleMania weekend. So it's very, very cool. One of the best parts of Mania weekend is all these companies come together in the same place, obviously, that WrestleMania is to kind of get fans to lure them and attract them to come to the, their shows, see what it is like. So hopefully, you know, we can get involved in it. But uh, it's very, very cool to be attending it. And the card, the lineup, I mean, I don't even need to see any of the matches. Just all the names that are announced is enough for me. Uh, I'm completely sold on it. Cannot wait to be there.
0: All right. And then right after that show, we have another outstanding show for you guys, and that is Revolution Pro Wrestling. Uh, they do have the matches announced for this card. And my goodness, man, the matches on this show are tremendous. We'll start things off with some tag team action. Shane Strickland and Ryan Smile against the Unbreakable F Machines, Michael Elgin, Brian Cage. Ultimate mismatch right there. Just give me the easy pick here. Give me Elgin and Cage. They, these two guys are tremendous together as a tag team. Strickland and Smile should be good as well, but Elgin and, and Cage have more experience together. Give me the unbreakable effing machines to pick up the win.
2: Yeah, I agree, definitely. Michael Elgin, Brian Cage, that's one hell of a duo right there. Going to go with them. This should be an awesome match to see. Very excited to see Michael Elgin teaming up with Brian Cage live. Uh, very, very cool stuff. I know that that has happened Uh couple of times before in PWG and stuff like that. But very, very excited to see it live at this Rev Pro Show. So I'm going to go with the Unbreakable blessing Machines.
0: All right, moving on to our next matchup. Jeff Cobb, Mr. Athletic, takes on Martin Stone, who is mostly known as Danny Burch to a lot of people. Of course, he took part in the uh, United Kingdom Tournament in the WWE. Easy pick again. Jeff Cobb is one of the hottest, best wrestlers right now in the world. He's killing it wherever he's going. Big-time star in the making. Give me... Jeff Cobb to knock off uh, Martin Stone.
2: Yeah, easy pick, like you said right there. Jeff Cobb, one of the best on the independents right now. Absolutely
0: killing it. I don't see this going any other way. Jeff Cobb for the win, for sure. Next matchup, Sammy Callahan takes on Jay White. Tough one to pick here. A lot of people might pick Sammy Callahan, but I'm going to go with the upset. Give me Jay White. Uh, He's really starting to blossom a lot more now on uh, Ring of Honor television. He's also... Uh, making more appearances at PWG. Should be a fun match here. Callahan's one of my favorite talents, but sorry, Sammy. going to go with the upset here. Give me uh, Jay White to knock off Callahan. Wow, that's an
2: interesting pick right there, but I'm going to go with Sammy Callahan still. I think after the match, Jay White will get the respect of uh, Sammy. I think they're going to put on a great match, but uh, it's just really tough to see Sammy Callahan losing, so I'm going to go with my boy Sammy.
0: And then the three big matches that are headlining the show that are outstanding. We'll start it off with Ray Phoenix against Will Ospreay. These two guys have met each other multiple times, most recently at Battle of Los Angeles 2016. Two of the best athletes, high flyers in the world today. They're going to kick ass this this show on, on Friday, March 31st. Should be an awesome clash. Give me Osprey though. He's the hometowner. He's made a name for himself in Revolution Pro Wrestling. I think this is Ray Phoenix's first appearance, or maybe a second. I'm not sure his history with this company. But this could be an awesome show, man. So give me uh, Osprey to knock off Ray Phoenix.
2: I agree. This is going to be a huge spot fest. You know how good Will Osprey is with all his flips. Uh, Phoenix is just—he's no different. I mean, it just looks unbelievable, but. You're right. I'm going to go with Will Ospreay. Uh, you know, it could go either way. It really could. But like I said, huge spot fest. It's going to be one hell of a match, though. But I'm going to go with Will.
0: All right, next match. This match was the final match that was announced for the show from what I've known. Uh, and, th- and this may be the match I'm looking forward to the most because two of my absolute favorites are in this match. Uh, Ricochet versus the villain Marty Skrull. When I saw this announcement, I was so pumped up because Marty Skrull is absolutely one of my favorite wrestlers today. I want to see this guy perform live. I'm going to get that opportunity now. And I think I was going to get that opportunity because he's going to be at Ring of Honor. I'm not going to be at Ring of Honor. But thank you, Ring of Honor, for giving the people <laughs> that are not going to uh, Ring of Honor show and to put Skrull and even Osprey on the card for uh, for WrestleCon's Revolution Pro Wrestling. Thank you. God bless you. Because now we get the chance to see both Osprey and Skrull. I'm pumped up more for Skrull. He's one of my absolute favorites. And I'm picking Marty Skrull to win this match. I love me Ricochet. I love me some Ricochet. But Marty Skrull is the man. He's the villain. He's one of the best workers in the world today. One of the best wrestlers in the world today too. The guy's got it all-look, gimmick, wrestling ability, character. The guy's tremendous. Should be an outstanding matchup. Should be fun. Give me the villain to knock off the king, Ricochet. Yes, yeah, this is going to be one hell of a match. Like
2: you said, thank you, Ring of Honor, for making this happen. Uh, I'm pumped to see Marty Scurll in action, especially against Ricochet. Unbelievable. But the villain is the current Ring of Honor World Television Champion. I just don't see him losing. I mean, I know, again, this is not Ring of Honor based. It has nothing to do with it. But again, you know, he's the champion of a, of a company. You know, again, you got to go make this guy look somewhat strong. It's going to be one hell of a match. Again, I can see this going either way as well. Like you said, it's going to be tons of fun. But I'm going to go with the villain as well. And in the main
0: event, what it looks like, this is another outstanding match to keep an eye on. We have Zack Sabre Jr. versus Penta L0 or Penta L-Om, whatever you want to call this guy. I still like to call him Pentagon Jr. Another great match. Again, these two guys have a history together. They faced each other before uh, at BOLA. Uh, last, uh, BOLA 2015, they had a good history together. Should be an awesome collision. Give me, though, Zack Sabre Jr. for the win. I love Pentagon, but Zach is still one of the best, if not the best, wrestler in the world today. Without question, the best technical wrestler. The current RPW British champion uh, could be the next never openweight champion for New Japan Pro Wrestling. He's the PWG champion. Is there any guy, any wrestler right now having a better year than Zach Saber Jr.? I'm not so sure about that. So that should be a fun match, but give me ZSJ for the win.
2: Yeah, I think for sure Zach Saber Jr. is going to win this match. Again, an unbelievable match. Uh, really, really great to see Pentagon. Uh, it's going to be awesome to see him live. I mean, uh, especially against Zack Saber Jr. This is another match that can absolutely steal the show. But I'm going to go with Zack Saber Jr. as well. He's got three belts around his waist. Uh, this guy's the real deal right now. I just cannot see him losing, so I'm going to go with Zack Saber Jr. in what is going to also be an incredible match.
0: Alright, so there you go. That's Revolution Pro Wrestling taking place on Friday. Let's now shift over to Saturday. A lot of events going on. We'll start off quickly with CZW's Best of the Best Tournament. We're not going to go through all the matches. We're just going to pick our guy. But here are the here are the men that are going to be taking part in this tournament. We have Brian Cage, the CZW Champion, Joe Gacy, Matt Tremont, Penta L, a Pentagon Jr., Jason Cade, A.R. Fox, Ricochet, David Starr... Scorpio Sky, Michael Elgin, Anthony Henry, Zachary Wentz, Leo Rush, Sh- Shane Strickland, Joey Janella, Desmond Xavier. The entire OI4K, Jake, Dave Chris, and Sammy Callahan, and Ray Phoenix. A tremendous group of talent that are going to be in this tournament. Um, to me, I'm picking Michael Elgin. You know, I-, I think he's one of the best workers in the world. This-, this is a tough tournament to pick. These are great talents. All of them are going to be great in this tournament. But to me... Give me uh, Michael Elgin for the win.
2: Yeah, I'm going to have to. Uh, again, this is just so difficult. Uh, again, uh, so many great talent in this match. Like you said, it's very, very difficult. Ah, <sighs> uh, You know, I, it, it's really it's really tough. I don't even know if I can make a pick here. It's really, really impossible to pick one guy. Uh, Michael Elgin's a good pick, but it's, it's just so tough. Again, the talent is so deep. Uh, I think this is going to be incredible. What a treat for some people who are actually going to be there for this. Uh, but, man, it's definitely too hard to make a prediction.
0: All right, so there you have it there. No prediction from Ryan. But uh, let's move <laughs> on now to um, – it's too tough. I, I agree. It's it's too tough. It I'm just going on a guy that I think has a good chance to win, and I think it's Michael Elgin. So let's move on now to Ring of Honor's Supercard of Honor. I wish I went to this show, but because TakeOver is happening, not not exactly when this show starts, but about an hour uh, right you – know an hour after uh, Ring of Honor starts, it's a shame because I want to be at the show. It looks pretty good. We'll start off some quick picks though. Tag team action. The Kingdom, Matt Taven, Vinnie Marseglia, of course. No TKO Ryan. He's out with an injury, taking on Beer City Bruiser, Salas Young. Just a normal tag team match. Doesn't really mean a lot, but just give me the Kingdom. Taven and and Vinny, and Vinny Marseglia need this match. They need this win. So give me the Kingdom for the win.
2: Yeah, like you said, they desperately need this. Uh, you know, again, big blow not having TKO Ryan in there. Uh, the Kingdom's definitely got to pick up the win, win here.
0: All right, singles match, uh, Frankie Kazarian taking on Punishment Martinez. I'm going to go with Punishment Martinez. I know Frankie Kazarian, back to being a face, no longer a part of the Bullet Club. But I, I see a big future ahead for this guy here, Martinez. He's very, very talented. He's, what, six foot seven, moves like a cruiserweight. Tremendous talent, great future ahead of him. Give me Martinez to knock off the veteran, Frankie Kazarian. Well, wow, that would definitely be something if that, that happens.
2: I'm a big fan of this guy, Punisher Martinez. But I'm going to go with Frankie Kazarian. Uh, again, this guy's gotten a real push as of late, a big push. And, uh, again, he's he's number more dependent for the TV title, but that'll probably happen on some TV tapings instead. Uh, but I just think he'll keep his momentum rolling with a win here.
0: All right, moving on, some tag team matchup right here. Dragon Lee teams up with JY to take on Volador Jr., uh, and Will Ospreay should be a fun, exciting, fast-paced matchup. Just give me Ospreay and Volador for the win. I think this is Volador's first appearance in Ring of Honor. You want to make a good first impression. Will Ospreay, one of the best in the world. Should be a fun tag team matchup, but give me Ospreay and Volador for the win.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go with that, them as well. Uh, should be a very interesting matchup here. It looks like a match that basically was just thrown together, though, just to get them on the card. One way or another, I think it will deliver whenever Will Ospreay is in action. I mean, it's must-see, in my opinion.
0: Uh, i definitely going to go with Will Ospreay and uh, Vodor, or whatever you want to call them. All right, next match is a six-man tag team match for the six-man tag team titles. The new champions, the Briscoes and, and Bully Ray, take on Bullet Club members Hangman Page, Tama Tonga, and Tongaroa. Uh, should be a good match right here, but again, you know the Briscoes and Bully Ray just won the belts. They're not going to drop the belts easy. this easy, this quick. Give me the Briscoes and Bully Ray to retain.
2: Yeah, I think so, too. I don't think they're going to drop it so, so soon. I think they're a really good team. One, probably one of the best teams to hold that belt uh, for right now. I think it's absolutely perfect. Pretty cool to see the Bullet Club, though, in there, especially the Gorillas of Destiny, uh, making their uh, appearance in Ring of Honor. Very, very cool to see, but I think the Briscoes and Bully
0: will hold on to the belts. Alright, moving on. We go to the uh, Ring of Honor World Television Championship match. Just announced recently. Should be an awesome match. This could be a match of the night, in my opinion. Uh, Marty Skrull versus Adam Cole. Two of the absolute best in the world going at it. Two of my personal favorites going at it, so I'm a little bit ticked off that I'm not going to see this happen live because I would love to see these two guys face each other live. But, easy pick. Marty Skrull is going to win this match. Adam Cole's on the way out. He's not going to be in Ring of Honor for long. He's going to be in WWE pretty soon. Marty Skrull again, we mentioned it before. He's going to be television champion for a very long time, so easy pick. Should be a great matchup, but give me Skull to retain.
2: Yeah, this is going to be one hell of a matchup. I'm surprised Adam Cole's in this spot. But, again, uh, wasn't going to be added to the world title picture, which, again, seems really, really weird to me. You'd think they make it a triple threat. Uh, Adam Cole just going for the TV title just seems like a demotion in my opinion. But this is going to be an awesome match. I think Marty Scurll obviously will retain this belt, though. One way or another, like you said, Brian, I wish I was there in attendance to see it. All
0: right, moving on, we got a Texas Bull Rope match. Cody Rhodes versus Jay Lethal. This is a shits and giggles pick. I'm not sure who's winning this match. I'm just going to go with Cody Rhodes because he's a new talent in Ring of Honor. You want to really get this guy going, especially with Adam Cole leaving. You think that Rhodes has a bigger role now in Ring of Honor. So it should be a fun match, but give me Cody for the win. Yeah, I think Cody Rhodes
2: i uh, will pick up the win as well. Uh, again, he's just got more to offer at this point. I really don't see what Jay Lethal's is really uh, going to do. Again, I'm really surprised in the first place he re Ring of Honor. Just don't know what the plans are for him. I think Cody Rhodes has a better future uh, in Ring of Honor. So I think
0: you know him winning
2: this match will do a lot more for him than it would for Jay Lethal.
0: All right, two more matches to go. Next match is for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Titles. It's a ladder match now. That was announced last week. Hardy Boys, the champions, the Young Bucks, the challengers, another easy pick. Young Bucks will get the belts back. The Hardy Boys are going to WWE from what I read. Not official, but they were offered new contracts. The rumor is they're going to take those deals. So they're going to drop the belts back to the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks will finally have gold once again. Should be an outstanding matchup, but easy pick. Give me the Bucks to get the belts back.
2: Absolutely, I agree. I think the Young Bucks are absolutely 100% getting these belts back. And then the Hardys are probably done with Ring of Honor, honestly. I don't know what their plans are. I know they're contacted by WWE. I don't see them staying around in Ring of Honor. Uh, It was a good way to kind of put the belts on them when they made their debuts at Manhattan Mayhem. Uh, Definitely added some intrigue. Definitely going to create a bigger moment. But the Young Bucks are going to get those belts, as well
0: as their Superkick Party Championships, back at
2: Supercard of Honor.
0: And finally, in the main event, we or maybe not the main event, who knows, but uh, the Ring of Honor World Title is on the line. Christopher Daniels in his first title defense. We'll take on Dalton Castle. Again, Castle earned this opportunity for the championship. It was supposed to be Adam Cole, but because Daniels won the, the belt back at the 15th, 15th anniversary show, it's now Daniels versus Castle, but it doesn't matter. I love Dalton Castle, but Daniels is not dropping this belt. He's going to be champion for a good while. Deserves this run. Deserves this uh, honors champion. So give me Daniels to pick up the win over Castle.
2: Yeah, I, I think so, too. I don't. Chris Daniels is not dropping yeah. the belt so soon, and he's definitely not dropping it to Dalton Castle. That's for damn sure. Uh, again, this match wasn't even supposed to happen. It was just thrown in there because Chris Daniels is now the new Ring of Honor world champion, and they wanted to still give Dalton Castle the title shot. So as a result, we're getting this. I don't know how good of a match it's going to be. Again, just Dalton Castle in the title picture is still weird to me. He's great, but he's more of a TV champion in my
0: opinion. Chris Daniels is going to retain for sure. All right, there you go. Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor, so that's happening as well as uh, Takeover Orlando. So let's get into that. Some quick predictions with this one right now. Four matches are officially announced. The fifth one we're still waiting, so we're not gonna make it a prediction with Sanity versus Roderick Strong, Ty Dillinger, Noah Jose, and Ruby Riot. I'm still thinking that's gonna happen, but we're not so sure yet. So we're not gonna make a prediction on that. Let's talk about the four matches that are gonna happen. Starting off, Andrade Almas, Alistair Black. This is Black's debut. Easy pick. You make your debut match, you're not going to lose. a Black will pick up the win easily. Could be the match of the night. If these two guys get the right amount of time, Black and Almas could have the match of the night. Who knows, but easy win for Black. He's going to have a big push down the road. He'll win in his debut over Almas.
2: Yeah, uh, definitely. I think, you know, again, if you're having this guy debut, you know, just going off of what debuts we've seen in the past. You know, we've seen Apollo Crews debuting at TakeOver Brooklyn, the first one. Uh, then we saw Ember Moon debuting. When guys making their debut, they're not going to lose. That just would just be horrible. It wouldn't even be a good first impression. A-Lister Black is absolutely going to pick up the win. And again, we mentioned it before. This is going to be a possible show stealer, especially if it opens up the show.
0: All right, moving on. Triple Threat Tag Team Title Match, Revival, Authors of Pain, DIY, if this I mean, this is another chance to be matched of the night. These three teams have great chemistry together. Another easy pick though. Altins to will retain these belts. The revival after will be on the main roster. DIY, I'm not so sure. They could be on the main roster too. Maybe they split them up going to the Cruiserweight division. I'm not so sure about their future, but the Revival for sure will be on the main roster. Authors of Pain are going to be the champions for a very long time. I don't see a team right now that can dethrone these two guys. You need to find the right team that will dethrone these guys, but right now they don't have that tag team. So give me the Authors of Pain easily to retain and which should be a very good match.
2: Easily, like you said. I I mean, to me, it's so obvious Uh, elimination match should be pretty good too three of the best tag teams in NXT I mean three of the only tag teams in NXT I think this is perfect scenario right here hopefully it's the Revival's last match in NXT and then they can head off to the main roster because there's nothing
0: else for them to do after this Authors of Pain are going to easily, like you said pick up this W Alright, next matchup is for the NXT Women's Championship to me, this is my pick for match of the night I see this match being outstanding it's long time in the making it's finally happening. Ember Moon vs. Oscar for the Women's Championship. It's not a guarantee that Ember Moon wins this match. I could definitely see Oscar retain. And maybe Moon gets her rematch. Maybe Asuka wins by cheating. Moon gets her rematch. And then wins the belt some point in the summer. But let's be honest. The right move here is to make Ember Moon the champion. Right? Asuka's had a long enough run. By April 1st, when it's TakeOver Orlando, it's about a year now that she's been champion. That's long enough for Asuka. It's time for a new face to lead the women's division, and Ember Moon's ready for that spot. She's been here for a little bit now. She debuted back in August. She's had some good matches. She's had some good encounters with some of the other women in this division. It's her time. It's her time to put the bell on her. Should be an awesome match. Cannot wait for it, but... Ember Moon has got to win this match. It makes It's the right decision. If Asuka wins, I won't be shocked about it. I'll be a little bit upset. But anyway, I don't see it happening. Give me Ember Moon to become the new women's champion and what will be, in my opinion, the match of the night. Absolutely. I agree. Easy explanation here. Like you said,
2: uh, Ember Moon is going to win. She's going to become the new champion. Uh, Oscar's run is going to come to an end. I don't think she'll be on the main roster right yet. I think they're going to drag it out, have another rematch, probably at Brooklyn TakeOver, and then she'll be on the main roster after the summer. I think they will drag it out, but uh, I definitely expect a new champion. And again, it's going to be a great match,
0: like you said. Definitely looking forward to this one. Probably the most out of uh, everything. And in the main event match, a rematch from TakeOver San Antonio. Bobby Roode defends the NXT Championship against Shinsuke Nakamura. Another easy pick right here. Rude's gonna win this match easily. Nakamura is bound for the main roster. I think he'll make a, a, he'll probably make his debut on Raw. I'm not a fan about that. Should be on SmackDown, but that's the case. You know, everyone needs to be on Raw. But uh, again, this match, I don't see it being as good as the first one. The first one was not bad. Second one, I don't see it being that great. It, it's just gonna be the send-off match for Nakamura. He's done with NXT. He'll be on the main roster. Rue will move on to a different opponent. Who the hell knows who that guy is going to be. But anyways, easy pick. Bobby Roo will still be your NXT champion after TakeOver.
2: Yeah, I agree. This will be Nakamura's send-off, probably. I definitely expect Bobby Roode easily to retain this belt. Uh, I don't know if anybody's going to get involved, such as an Ono or you know somebody to be his next challenger. I don't know if we'll get that right yet. Like I said, I expect this to be Nakamura's send-off after the match is over, uh, and then he'll be debuting after WrestleMania, either on Raw or SmackDown. So either way, Bobby Roode is definitely retaining this belt.
0: All right, so there you go. TakeOver Orlando takes place April the 1st, the night before WrestleMania, of course. The Hall of Fame induction ceremony is also going on that weekend. Uh, Great class this year. Kurt Angle, Diamond Dallas Page, the Rock and Roll Express, Beth Phoenix, Teddy Long, Ravishing Rick Rude. Awesome class. Cannot wait to see it. Ryan, quick thoughts on the Hall of Fame.
2: Yeah, I mean, one of the best classes I think we've seen in a long time. I'll be in attendance for it. Very much looking forward to it. All the inductors, too, who are inducting uh, some of these guys, such as Eric Bischoff coming back, Jim Cornette. Really some interesting names that you have never thought you'd see coming back. So very, very interesting. Very good.
0: It's very cool to see. Uh, definitely looking forward to seeing what's in store. Yeah, absolutely. And now let's move on to the biggest event of the weekend. It may be the worst event of the weekend, but it's still the biggest event of the weekend. WrestleMania. 33, of course, taking place at the Citrus Bowl Stadium that they usually hold for the college football events. And here is the match card at the moment. As of right now, 12 matches are announced for the show. There will probably be more matches added on, but who the hell cares? Uh, we'll start off easy, easy pick here. Andre the Giant Battle Royal. No explanation. If Braun Strowman's in this match, he's winning it. If he's not in the match, I'm not sure who wins it. I don't care who wins it. But if Strowman's in the match, he's winning this match easily.
2: Yeah, plain and simple, Braun Strowman. If Strowman's not in it, if he's not you know, winning it, Samoa Joe, but definitely Braun Strowman.
0: All right, Triple Threat tag team title match. Raw tag team titles on the line. Gallus and Anderson against Enzo and Cass and Cesaro and Sheamus. Uh, I give Cesaro and Sheamus no chance of winning this match. It's either going to be Gallus and Anderson or Enzo and Cass. Give me the champions to retain. I don't think right now is the time to put the belt on Enzo and Cass. They need to be built up a little bit more. Keep the belts on Gallus and Anderson for now. I do believe at some point we're going to see Enzo and Cass as champions, but not right now. Gallus and Anderson retain.
2: Yeah, I, I don't, you know, again, I wouldn't put put it past WWE to, to put the belts on Enzo and Cass. I really wouldn't. I really would not be shocked if they ended up winning. But I'm going to go with your pick as well. Gallus and Anderson, I think, will retain. Like you said, Enzo and Cass, their moment will come. Their time will come. Uh, again, wouldn't put it past them putting the belts on them now. But I just feel like Gallus and Anderson should remain champs
0: for a little while longer at least. Uh, Cruiserweight Championship is on the line as well. Neville versus Austin Aries. This could be the match of the night. That that may be crazy to say because it's going to be one of the first matches on the card. But Neville and Aries are two supreme talents. If they get enough time with their skill set and their chemistry, they could put on the best match of the night. It's going to be a hell of a match. Give me. This is a tough one to pick because I know Austin Aries might be the best pick for this. But again, I just think right now Neville is too red hot. He's going to retain this belt. If Aries loses, it's not going to kill Aries. Aries is a great talent. There's no doubt about it. He's always going to be around. Neville needs to retain this belt. I'm not sure what's going to happen to Neville if he loses it. Should be an awesome matchup. But right now, may not be the time to take the belt off off of Neville. So give me Adrian Neville or basically Neville, whatever you want to call him. He retains the Cruiserweight Championship over Austin Aries.
2: Yeah, I think we see a new champion. I think Austin Aries knocks off Neville here to become the new Cruiserweight champion. Again, uh... I agree with your point on they should keep the belt on Neville because he's doing some great stuff right now. But I think this Cruiserweight belt, man, you really got to flip flop it. You know, again, you can't really have these long reigns because people aren't invested in the Cruiserweights to begin with. I think title changes here and there uh, will do it justice. And again, you know, Neville's had a decent run. He won it at the Royal Rumble. Uh, again, I just still think he should be in the title picture, but I feel a, a title change coming here. I think Austin Aries for sure is going to win and we'll have a new champ.
0: Alright, there we go. SmackDown Women's Titles on the line in a multiple women's match. Right now, the only people that are announced for this match are Alexa Bliss, the champion. Carmella, Natalia, Mickey James, Becky Lynch, and others will be making appearances. I'm hearing Naomi will be back in time. That's pretty cool to see. And we also can see some appearances from uh, you know, Kelly Kelly, uh, Victoria. We've heard them that they could be back in time for this match. That should be pretty cool to see. But uh, give me Bliss to retain. I think right now you got to keep the belt on Bliss. I mean, this could be a point where she does drop the belt because she was never supposed to be champion. Only The only reason why she became champion again is because of Naomi's injury. But let's be honest. This is not the way to bring the belt to na- back to Naomi. If you're going to have Naomi become champion, let her win it by herself and not in a goofy, some sort of battle royal a match that is going to happen. But to me right now, Bliss will retain the belt.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't see Bliss retaining this belt. I think it's either going to Mickey James or uh, Becky Lynch. Uh, I just... I have a really tough time seeing her retain this belt. Uh... Again, yeah, it is a weird match because, again, not every opponent is announced and basically you're going to have people like Kelly Kelly, Victoria possibly coming back, uh, just jumping right in here, even though Daniel Bryan specifically said anybody on the roster, but uh, to me, this is where those women are going to be incorporated. Uh, again, Mickey James or Becky Lynch is getting dispelled. I just, I don't see Bliss retaining it.
0: All right, moving on to another women's match, the Fatal 4-Way match for the Raw Women's title, Bailey, Charlotte, Sasha Banks, and Nia Jax. Again, I think we're going to see a retain right here. Give me Bailey to retain the belt. Shaw's not winning the belt. If she does, that will be absurd. If there's anybody that should win this belt other than Bailey, it's Sasha Banks. But from what I've heard, after this match is done, we're going to see Sasha Banks turn heel on Raw, not at WrestleMania. So I think Bailey's going to retain the belt. Then on Raw, Sasha Banks is going to turn heel, and then they're going to start their own program. So give me Bailey to retain. And then right after, on Raw, we're going to see Sasha turn heel, and it's going to be Sasha versus Bailey for the future.
2: Yeah, I think Bailey will retain here. Uh, again, this will be a good moment for her to retain, uh, go against the odds, and, and beat four, uh, three other women to retain this belt. I think, again, this is a bigger moment than her actually winning the belt. Again, nobody expects her to really retain again. you got Nia Jax in the match. you got Charlotte, who is a, like a five-time champion. you got Sasha Banks, who's a four-time champ. Again, nobody really expects Bailey to win. Again, kayfabe. I'm talking about here, but uh, I think Bailey will retain, like you said, and then it'll set up a, a Bayley-Sasha Banks feud somewhere down the line, probably in the summer, that it will lead up to a match at SummerSlam of some sort. So, I agree with your point there. Bayley uh, is going to retain.
0: Mixed tag team match, John Cena and Nikki Bella versus Miz and Maurice. Again, I have no care in the world for this match, and this is an easy pick. Cena and Nikki are going to win this match. After the match is over, Cena is going to propose to Nikki Bella. The marriage is going to officially happen, and then after the match is over, we're not going to see Cena. We're not going to see Nikki Bella. They're going to be off television. Miz and Maryse are going to go move on to something else. But easy pick. Cena and Nikki win the match.
2: Yeah, there's no way they don't win this match. Uh, I'd be shocked if the Miz and Maryse end up winning. But again, like you said, if there is going to be some sort of proposal or something, uh, again, you, Cena and Nikki got to win the match first, obviously, uh, which will set that up. So I think one way or another,
0: they will definitely win. Alright, Intercontinental titles on the line as well. Dean Ambrose versus Baron Corbin. I've not really been the biggest fan of this build up. It should be a little bit better. Anyway, though, should be a good solid match, but give me Corbin. He's gonna win this belt. It's time. The title run for Ambrose has not gone well. It should be better. Really not his fault, it's just the goofy character he's playing right now. Just not good for him. Need a new champion. Corbin's on a roll right now. Give me the lone wolf to become the new IC champion at WrestleMania.
2: To me, this needs a stipulation, for God's sake. I I mean, to me, one-on-one, straight up, it does nothing. I mean, with all the attacks and brutal things that Baron Corbin has been doing to Dean Ambrose, this needs a stipulation involved. Uh, I'm really, really shocked, again, that it really uh, was not added yet. I know the match was just announced, but you would think a stipulation would come with that. Uh, This has pre-show written all over it to me as well, but I do think, like you said, Baron Corbin will win this belt. He should win this belt. Like you said, it's time. It's time for this guy to do something. Dean Ambrose doesn't need it. He's done nothing with it since he's won it. Uh, Baron Corbin
0: is going to win. All right, moving on for the United States Championship, Chris Jericho versus Kevin Owens. This is one of the matches I'm looking forward to the most because the story, the buildup has been very, very good between these two guys. But another easy pick. Always gonna win this match. Jericho's leaving the company to go on his Fozzie tour. Not sure when he'll be back, but easily pick right. Easy pick right here. Should be a good match, but always gonna become the new United States champion.
2: Yep, new U.S. champ, Kevin Owens. Um, It's going to be great. It's going to be great to see because I know everybody wants him to be universal champ. But again, him winning the United States Championship and still having some gold around his waist is a success in my opinion. Uh, You know, again, Kevin Owens deserves to be a champion. He's a prize fighter. Chris Jericho will probably go away. I heard he's going back on his tour with Fozzie and then he'll be back after that. Probably in the summer, I would assume. Uh, So definitely give me Kevin Owens to become the new United States champ as well.
0: AJ Styles or Shane McMahon, I made my point already. If this match doesn't happen, if the, if the match is not, is, is not a hardcore match, it's not going to succeed. If it's a hardcore match, then I'm intrigued about the match. You may not like this pick, Ryan, but I'm picking Shane McMahon to win this match. And here's my reason why. Let's say AJ Styles wins this match and beats Shane McMahon. Is he really going to make an appearance on SmackDown the night after? When we've heard the rumor, the only reason why I'm picking Shane McMahon to win this match is because AJ Styles is going to be on Raw. Now, it could happen at the draft. It could happen at the draft. But I've also heard rumors that he could be on Raw the night after WrestleMania. That is a good possibility. it won't be right because he wasn't drafted, but that's WWE. They can do anything they want. I'm scared that Shane McMahon is going to win this match. You know, you know, Ryan, there's always that one match where there's a shocking decision, where something just, just doesn't sit well for us fans that happens. And I think that's going to happen. It's unfortunate that AJ Styles could lose this match. I think he can win this match. I think there's a good chance he wins this match. But to be honest, with the whole rumors of him going to Raw, I think this is going to be a way for him to leave Raw by losing to Shane McMahon. So, unfortunately, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Shane McMahon beats AJ Styles.
2: Yeah, no, I disagree. I, I don't see it happening. Uh, I again, Shane McMahon is not coming back and not doing these high-profile matches to beat these young and -and up-and-coming stars. I know AJ Styles is not necessarily a young and -and up-and-coming star, but he obviously has more to offer than Shane McMahon does, for Christ's sake. I mean, best wrestler on the planet, on the roster, in the world, whatever you want to call it. There's no way. I mean, there's no way he loses. I just don't see it happening. The rumors of him going to Raw and Roman going to SmackDown, to me, would make no sense. When you have the draft rumored to be two months away, I mean, why would you do that now? You know, again, to me, it just does not make sense. I think AJ beats Shane and then gets his rematch finally for the world title, where whoever the belt is on at that point. But that, there's no way. I, I don't think Shane is beating
0: AJ. So give me
2: AJ for the win.
0: Uh, three more matches to go. Let's make it quick. Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar for the world championship. I do not care about this match. It's going to be the worst match in the entire show. It's going to main event WrestleMania. I'm just going on the rumors and the speculation. Brock's going to win this match. Goldberg's going to leave. Probably the last match in the entire uh, on in his entire career. And we're going to have a new champion. Brock Lesnar wins, unfortunately, because this match should not be happening whatsoever.
2: Yeah, Brock's going to win easily. Uh, again, I don't know how long this match is going to be. I don't know. Again, I expect it to be brutal. A uh, short match, probably, because Goldberg can't go that long. We all know that. Uh, I expect it to be a bloody, brutal beatdown like, by Brock, like we've seen him do to Randy Orton at SummerSlam. Something along the lines of that. But either way, Brock's walking out with the Universal title. How long he's holding it for, I have no idea. We probably won't see Goldberg after this, but uh, Brock is walking out for sure.
0: Roman Reigns versus The Undertaker, another easy pick. Roman's winning this match. We've heard the rumors that Taker's going to lose the match of Roman Reigns as a passing of the torch. That's stupid of me, but it is what it is. Roman's a young guy. He, he should win this match. If Taker wins, it makes no sense. Give the win to the young guy, not the aging part-timer. People are not going to like it, but it has to happen. Taker will not be here forever. Roman will be. He needs to win this match, so give me Roman for the win.
2: Yeah, Roman Reigns is going to win, whether people like it or not, whether people want to riot, boo, whatever. Uh, it's not going to be a pretty scene, I'll tell you that, when he defeats the undertaker it's not gonna be uh, i wouldn't be shocked if people walk out of the building that's how some how bitter some people are towards roman reigns and how how heavy their hatred is towards this poor guy but again he's gonna win it's gonna be a passing of the torch like you said it just makes no sense for the undertaker to win i mean again his undefeated streak is broken so why does he need to win still why what is one loss or two losses do either way he has a loss it doesn't really matter uh they want roman to be this top guy Him beating The Undertaker would make him an even bigger top guy uh, than he already is. So, to me, it only makes sense. So, Roman Reigns uh, for the win.
0: Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton for the WWE Championship. Randy's going to win this match. Easy pick. I know Bray Wyatt could win this match, but he won the Royal Rumble, Randy Orton. When you win the Rumble... There's a good chance you're going to win this match. We've heard rumors that Vince is going to give this guy a push. He's been rolling as of late. It sucks because I want to see Bray Wyatt retain, but I just don't see it. Should be an awesome match. The story's been very good. But Randy Orton wins this match and becomes the new WWE Champion.
2: Uh, I think Bray Wyatt retains. I think he has to retain. Uh, I think, again, you gave the spell to him for a reason. He's walking into Mania as the champion. He's got to walk out as the champion as well. He has to retain. I think, you know, if they want to give the belt to Randy Orton somewhere down the line, I think that's a possibility. But as for Mania, as for this match... I think Bray retains. I don't think this is the end of the road for this feud either. I think this feud will continue. I don't think it's going to be one and done. So, again, when it's all said and done, if Randy ends up winning the belt, okay. But I think Bray Wyatt definitely retains at WrestleMania.
0: And now, as of right now, it's not official yet between Triple H and Seth Rollins. But you have to believe these two guys are going to have a match at WrestleMania. Whether whether it's a match, whether it's a brawl, who the hell knows? But it's gonna be something to watch. This is that's probably the part I'm looking forward to the most is what's just, is what Seth Rollins and Triple H are going to do to each other. Who the hell knows what's gonna happen? But anyways, if it's a match, if it's something else, Seth Rollins gonna come out on top. He needs to. If Triple H comes out on top, doesn't make sense. So whatever the case is, Seth Rollins, whether he beats Triple H in the match, overpowers Triple H in a brawl, whatever the case is, in the very end. Seth Rollins is going to be the one standing tall.
2: Yeah, I definitely agree. One way or another, if it's a match or not, I heard some rumors of Finn Balor possibly coming in. If if Seth really has some issues, either way, we're going to see something really, really cool go down. Triple H has been training, so he's going to get physical. I think you know they wouldn't be putting Seth in this spot if they didn't think he could go. Uh, if like you said, if it's a match, Seth walks out with the winner. Either way, though, Seth has got to come out on top. Obviously, Triple H knows that he's not here to win and beat these young guys anymore he put over Roman Reigns last year he'll put over Seth Rollins this year
0: absolutely so there you have it people our (laughs) prediction previewing for Wrestlemania weekend again no show next Thursday me and Ryan are going to be in Orlando by then so hopefully everyone enjoys this upcoming weekend and I'm looking forward to seeing some of you guys hopefully at Wrestlemania and uh, at other shows going on that weekend Progress, Red Pro, Evolve, Joy Janela's Spring Break Show, uh, TakeOver Orlando. It's going to be a crazy, crazy weekend of wrestling. Hopefully, we see you guys there. So, that's all the time we got. Again, thank you to Scorpio Sky for coming on with us. Great interview. That will be up on iTunes and Stitcher tomorrow morning. Tune into that. It's a great interview. You want to hear that. So, that's all the time we got, people. Brian Sendek, He's Ryan Waterano. This has been the Royal Rumble Wrestling Podcast. I'm not sure when we're going to be back, but... Again, guys, enjoy WrestleMania. should be a crazy, crazy weekend. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you some point after WrestleMania. But anyway, it should be an awesome weekend, WrestleMania. See you guys in Orlando. See you guys down the line. That is it. Have a good weekend, everybody.